Hello. We are live. Nice. What's up, y'all? Hey. What's going on? Look at the, How's the coffee? I haven't tried it yet. Okay. But I'm excited. All right. Cool. The, intro, the intro jams were legit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a buddy of mine. Uh, he's a guitarist. He's got a band called Cirque Arcana. Uh, he made that song for me. Oh, cool. Nice. So, yeah, real quick before we start, I want to just let people know the podcast is available to listen to on uh, a lot of platforms apple podcasts google podcasts spotify breaker radio public pocket casts anchor you get the point uh all links are available on anchor.fm slash the barbar show you can find all the links there and obviously on youtube because we're on youtube right now yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i'm really looking forward to this i think this is going to be really cool different than anything i've done before it's going to be like a podcast slash live performance, like my own little concert over here. Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just come to play for you. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So why don't we uh, start by letting people know who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, I'm Elia Esparza, and I'm a singer, songwriter, performer. Oh. <laughs> unprepared. It's fine. <laughs> we can hear oh, you over there on the phone. This is your first podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? Get it together. It's, okay, all, yeah. it's all good. I haven't, I haven't had the coffee. You're hyped yet. up on, on Turkish coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark? Um, I'm a lead guitar player for um, a country guy, a country musician, a country artist named Frank Ray. So, I do a lot of touring and kind of, st- you know, in and out of Nashville a lot. He's a guitar player. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> why not? Like, Got it. Well, because, like, she's building <laughs> all this. So, well, I just like, said me. She's like <laughs> a big, like, long list of, like, everything she I does. Said and three I, like, things. I, gotta, I said three things. You know, like, when, when you would do essays and you would just, like, add words, like, a certain amount of essay. Uh, you didn't even words. say your full name. You Mark said- Ramos. <laughs> you know when your like teacher would go like hey i needed to be fifteen thousand words and you would just like ramble for a lot of it oh that's, so I'm that's just how, rambling, I felt, right? uh, that's how i felt myself. anyway mm, i don't <laughs> know i don't know how, i don't know how i don't know how to take that <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you take that Elia. whenever i hear the name elia i think of game of thrones this is just a, a, a side side point but um Specifically, that scene with Prince Oberyn, Elia Martell. Say her name. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen no, the show? No, I never watched the show, but okay, I've, I've heard okay. people related to that. So yeah, like, that's just like because it's such a it's it's a very uncommon name. It's yeah. like Jamil, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I think of. I think of Game of Thrones when I when I when I hear your name. But um, anyway, so I've always been fascinated by people who have musical ability because I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> at what point like when did you discover that that you can sing well and you decided to pursue this i mean when i was really young my dad gave me like a bunch of cds and it was like in vogue mariah carey's like number one hits whitney houston and so i grew up listening to those songs thinking like everyone sang them like everyone could sing so i would just like emulate them would practice like in the mirror singing and singing queen songs and i thought everyone could sing them if that makes sense like i thought it Uh was like oh and i felt like i would match everything probably not perfect in my head like i was like oh i can like sing this but i thought everyone had that ability and then as i got a little older i was like oh everyone can't (laughs) (laughs) no they definitely can't i know for sure i can't if i were if i were to sing right now youtube would pull the podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're okay with the cussing but you need yeah. to stop singing yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I started like really getting into it when i was like nine or ten when i started taking voice lessons and piano lessons 
That's cool. Yeah. Oh, so you play piano? I do. I'm not like a pianist, but I took piano and so I can kind of read music and play very simply, but not nice. Not like, like I wouldn't perform playing piano. Okay. But. That's something I've been interested in for a long time, learning piano. Yeah. It's yeah. a good skill. I, I really want to. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be a really high level player because I think you have to have some level of talent to get to those levels. It's always a mix of talent and discipline and hard yeah, work. Yeah. And, but talented people are always going to be better are always going to be able to reach higher levels if they work just as hard as, as non-talented people. I, I, I mean, here's, here's my, I, I have this conversation a lot and a lot of it has to do with, I think talent. I, don't, I almost want to say, I don't think talent exists. I just think that passion exists and that's what keeps you dedicated to practice. You know what I mean? I think you can do, I think you could, you know, become a good singer. I think you could become a good guitar player, but it's the passion that keeps you focused. And if you don't have the passion, then you're not going to get to that level. You know I agree I mean? and don't that's, agree though. Yeah. Same. Cause like, <laughs> cause I think anybody could do what I could do. Maybe, but sure. maybe, maybe you're not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, no, that's a like, solid argument. Okay. I think, well, I guess it depends on certain things, but like I think singing, like you have to have a ground basis of being able to carry a tune. Not everyone can carry a tune. Yeah. And then there's like, I mean, some people can sing higher or lower or have different ranges and then the tone, but everything can be worked on for sure. But it's I all don't, muscles. Yeah, but not everyone. I mean, I'm not going to be a buble. No, there's no yeah. way I'll ever. That's what I mean. <laughs> like that, there's certain things you can't learn. Right. But I do think that with certain things, especially I feel like more um, instruments, like you can master it. But again, like you said, if it's if you don't love it, if it's not in you, like you never will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'd, I'd not speaking specifically to music. I think to any skill in life, yeah. like you can teach anybody to do long division, but some people can just figure it out. And those people natural. become calculus professors. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas other people can make it through algebra and 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 maybe you know uh, like a pre-AP, uh, I don't know, pre-calculus pre or something. Yeah. But not everybody's going to become a high-level mathematician. Uh, yeah. You can like you see it with fighters. There's a lot of fighters that that's my sport. There's a lot of fighters who are super super dedicated, and they work just as hard as anybody else, if not harder. But they're never going to be a UFC champion. They're never going to be a world-class boxer because yeah. they just, they're missing whatever it is that makes them that, but they yeah, can get to that. a high level, but they're not going to be Floyd Mayweather. They're not going to be John Jones. They're not like going to be like George St. Pierre. But like that secret thing that you're born. But like we said, it's, it's like, it, even if you have that though, that like talent or whatever, if you don't work on it, like you, someone who works on it harder than you do and maybe less talented yeah. can still make it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, the the old cliche that hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work. Oops. But if talent did work, it would kick ass. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right about that. Because there's also like people that are naturals at, at certain things and uh, they don't ever work at it, but they don't have passion behind it, but they're just natural at it. Correct. Like, you know, you and they're think, still pretty good. Yeah. But they could be amazing. Yeah. 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 Like, like I know a guy that like, can like he doesn't, he's not a mechanic. But he just gets it, uh, and he's but he's not into fixing cars. He's just he's like, oh, I, we can probably do it. Just has a brain for yeah, how things I, work. I think that's what it is. Yeah, so maybe yeah. So when corrected. did you when, when you uh, when you started playing guitar? Was that the first instrument you picked up, and did it come naturally to you? Like you just heard a song and then you went and and played it? Because you know how some people will just hear a song yeah. and then they just go play it. 
They yeah. don't need to read notes or anything. Yeah, I mean, by ear. Yeah, I mean, well, that's how I started was because I didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't like formally trained. So like the only thing you had was ear and you know process of elimination. You know, you sit there and work things out till you get it. You know, like, uh, oh, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. So the, you know, the passion kept me there. But uh, the guitar was the main instrument. Like that was the one. That's what grabbed you. And I didn't really realize it, but some of my first concerts, I was always fixated on the guitar players. And I just, I don't know. I just, I thought they were, I thought they were like, like the knights, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they weren't like the Kings or the Queens or I'm kind of, I don't know why I'm bringing this in. The, chest, <laughs> the right? knights. But they were like, they were like, they were, game they were, of, that game of Thrones. They were like, the, got to you. <laughs> yeah. They were like the warriors. Like when I saw slash, like slash was out there to, you know, get in your face or, or, you know, Eric Johnson and, Steve Ray Vaughn, you know what I mean? Just those uh -huh. guitar players were just, they were the, they were the, the warriors, the fighters, you know what I mean? They just looked like they were in it more than everybody else. Not mm. that the other anybody else was in it. Every wasn't in it. I'm just saying like, they looked like they had to be in a different state. I don't know why I gravitated to the guitar, but it's, I love the way it sounds. It sounds great. I, yeah. It's just, it's such a perfect instrument. And it's like, it's, I personally, I'd say it is the most expressive instrument. You know what I mean? And she would probably disagree. Uh, well, I, I saw, I saw, that's why I looked at her. I saw a little expression. Because, <laughs> like, like, what is that? Because you, you have, here's, here's my argument. I'm, and it's, it could, it could be debated for sure. But, but, uh, my argument is she can say things and she can pr uh, project emotion with the assistance of words. And a guitar player has to use nothing but, uh, you know, nuances and feel and, you know what I mean? So I guess that's my argument. Sticking to it. Makes, I mean, I, yeah, I get that. I you know, that. You, you, they, the singers can say things like I can't really say things, but right, I can't even speak correctly. Yeah, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I, I get you. <laughs> well, it's it's. I mean, voice is essentially an instrument, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, you have vocal yeah. cords and you have guitar cords, and you're, it's just what you do with those. Uh, <laughs> cheers with the coffee. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's what you do with those cords. What kind of music? Oh, this you create? is so good. Yeah. Good man, I'm glad you think so. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, a, a Turkish coffee with ground cardamom. Is that what it is? Yeah, I thought it was a clove, but that's uh, cardamom. cardamom. Yeah, yeah, it's totally the cardamom. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's good. Sorry, I don't mean it. I forgot, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you were saying like <laughs> right. vocal cords. Uh, yeah, something about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, talking about like being able to get to a really high level, like I watched this uh, pianist, his name is Henry Herbert. I think there's a, there's a famous video on YouTube for him. Uh, it's called, if you look up something like professional pianist plays piano on the street or something like that, he's just like somewhere at a mall, I think shredding that piano. Oh man. I mean, I can't even see how fast his fingers are moving on that thing. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. And he gets so into it. Like I just love watching when people are really in the zone that he doesn't even notice that people have stopped around him to watch him play the piano yeah it's fantastic he's i wish like i wish i could it. play it but yeah i can't i can't play it on the show yeah he just got so into it and he's just like the, the speed of his fingers yeah that's what uh, mesmerized me i was just like watching his hands move over the keyboard like this is insane yeah, yeah. with precision oh i mean absolutely yeah yeah and there's so many keys and it's like how do you know which one to and push I, I think that is the most um fascinating musicians to 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 watch not the fastest ones but the ones that just get so into it 
you're like you almost like question like where are you yeah they go somewhere else you're like you're like i well, i don't know where you're at but i i'm so interested in being there you know what i mean yeah like, i love watching that stuff yeah they're so, in a they're in a state of flow yeah yeah they, they get mean, in the zone that's what being in the zone is yeah it happens sometimes when i'm when i'm uh having a good uh kickboxing session like i'm hitting the bag mm -hmm. and there's a good song playing and i'm just kind of in it oh every punch and every kick is just coming out naturally and i feel the same way i'm like because it's martial arts it's an art yeah. yeah and so i feel the same way like and then all of a sudden the round ends i hear that beep beep beep, beep when the round ends and i'm like whoa okay well, that was cool oh that's yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like you do a 30 minute kickboxing workout and it goes by like that and that's how you know you were in the zone yeah that's yeah. like the best place to be i think as an artist period as an artist it's just like that's the goal every time it doesn't always happen but like when it does you just have to like ride it out yeah and it it I feel like it gets harder and harder to get to. Yeah, there's um, really? I have I have yeah. these jam tracks that I just sit there and like practice soloing over, and um, they're just like eleven to fifteen minutes of just this loop of chord chords and stuff like that, and I just sit there and I just go off on it, and that's like part of like my practice routines. And then there's some that like where it's like thirteen minutes, and I'll just start and I'll keep going, and then all of a sudden it ends, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I, just, I was just getting going. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're in a state of flow. Yeah, I love it. I love being there. But I think you, you, you know, back to saying like watching that guy uh, on the piano is, he's he probably he got there and he was you know he probably it's probably hard for him to get there. But since he was able to get there, like he just wrote it out. Like you know what I mean? Right. And it's good because watching that live makes I mean. You could sit there and do the splits as a guitar player, but if you see a guy just tearing it up, you're just going to be like locked in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Next level. There's just something very appealing about people who take stuff to the next level. Yes. Yeah. And in, in any in anything, in music and sports and anything, when you watch somebody that's just like kicking ass at an ultra high level, there's just something cool about that. Yeah. As, as people, we like to watch that. Yeah. 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 Even like motivational speakers. Yeah. There's some motivational speakers when, oh, you, yeah. when they start hitting stride. You're like, dang, this guy is <laughs> for sure. I'm motivated. Or like, yeah, you're like, you're pumped. You're just like, you're like, I don't even, you're like, I don't have anything to do, but I need to do something right now. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm going to go wash my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my headphones <laughs> yeah it's time to mop <laughs> to get you to do stuff no yeah for sure i've seen I've, there's there's some famous videos there's like always a viral video of uh, somebody giving a speech and you watch that speech and you're like whoa i can be president yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can do anything right <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah that's to, a talent to to too gym right that's a now. performance it's a solo yeah it is. Oh, totally yeah yeah and uh stand-up comedy is another one Oh yeah. my gosh. Stand up like I love you, stand up comedy. Oh my gosh, that is I feel like it's so that's probably one of the hardest professions yes. to me. Because really I'm just tough. like you have to continue keep the audience engaged. It's gotta be a one-sided conversation. One-sided conversation, but everyone's listening to you and very judgmental. No, no, I no, what I what I mean is like 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 you're having a whole dialogue, or not even a dialogue, a monologue. And you're, you're, you know, you're not even allowed to have conversation. You're just basically yeah, that's just, what I mean. like, yeah, it's like, that's incredible. And then if you're not funny, they let you or know. something you're doesn't feel land, you just, you're going to feel the have pain. To keep going. Because yeah. at, at least as like musicians, you know, if we're going through, I mean, I, I go through many moments where I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, this is, this is not it. Like, does it sound okay? Like in my head, right. I just keep going. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I'll do a different song. And, and, 
it can kind of change it up, yeah. but there, no one's going to like stand up and be like, you suck. Like at a comedy show, you know, yeah. like yeah. people might think, yeah. Have you, have like, you not heard, a show I've been to. <laughs> have you ever have you heard it? There's a there's a thing on YouTube and there's like a it's documented about Bill Burr in Philly. Uh, Bill Burr was in Philly and it was just like this really rough crowd oh. and it's all documented. And he Ooh. starts on his routine and they're not biting and they're not and they start booing. And then he just he flips a switch and he starts, he goes in nothing. You got to hear this. It's incredible. I definitely want to check and he, it out. And he flips a switch and he just starts going. He abandons his routine and he starts going like this and starting making fun of the crowd. And he goes, and he has like 15 minutes. And every minute that goes down, he calls it. So he's like, and he's like, he's like, shut the blah, blah. He's like cussing him out. He's like, five more minutes, five more minutes of me telling you guys how bad your sports teams are. <laughs> and he just keeps rambling and he kills it. <laughs> He's really good at that. He kills. He's well, really think- he's really good at just going off the cuff. Yeah. And talking. If you watch his YouTube channel, I I, I, it's. I mean, he ju- he'll just sit there and, it, and f- just him by himself for an hour, and he'll just go off on any topic, and they'd be like, oh, and then and then yeah. they want you to blah yeah. blah blah, and then he just goes off. I can't do that. He's my I, I can't animal. do a podcast by myself. I got to have people to talk to. Oh, he yeah. He does. He has his um podcast too. Have you heard his podcast? Okay. I've heard some stuff. I've seen and I've seen bits of him um, commenting on UFC fighters and oh. UFC fights, and it's it's, it's really entertaining because he, he just he's when he brings his good wife at making on. things fun. Oh, I want I gotta see that. It's awesome! Like she's great. Like you could tell, you could tell. It's like she, they have a a a good chemistry yeah. because they start doing and like he's like talking smack about her and like yeah. you know what I mean. Just, I heard him talk about you know have, he has he has this good bit about their relationship uh he talked about it in his uh netflix special paper tiger mm-hmm. that was a really good special my favorite part is when because he did it in england and he goes so i've been here for a week now and as an american i gotta say you people are fat too <laughs> 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 that was great that was like my favorite um, part funny. of the special he, uh, he's got that commercial with um what's that parody commercial for sam adams have you seen it where he's like basically doing cliche Boston people. Oh, that was on SNL, babe. Oh, it was on yeah, SNL. Yeah, it was a skit. And- Amazing. He nails it. Obviously, he's from Boston, but like he yeah. nails it. Like, in, like he, if you, my, my most, I got a lot of family in Boston, well, the Boston area. A little so part Boston. Over I've here. seen <laughs> that Boston individual, and he he nails it. Like the really. Loud you mouth. smile a little bit too much for somebody from Boston. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm from here. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Boston don't smile. <laughs> they don't. Mile, man. I go there once a year and yeah, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough place. Yeah. You even go to restaurants, like waiters will stare you down at restaurants yeah. and I'm like, like, I'm like, Hey man, I just, I'm was, trying to spend my money here. Yeah, I was just trying to get some more water. Like, yeah, know, no, no, the, no offense. Mr. Waiter. Just Mr. need some water. Waiter? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Waiter. No, I, no, I seriously thought I was going to get in a fight with, with, with the busser at a restaurant in, uh, outside of Andover, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he just, he just walked by and he just gave me a, like a mean look. I'm like, okay. I guess people over there don't say hi to each. They don't it's acknowledge not like... the other person's existence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like when yeah. you walk by somebody and, and if your if your eyes meet, you, you do a, like little a little nod, nod or a little, or, yeah. you know, Hey, what's up? You know, something, something with your face or you say hello. So that's kind of what it was. He's walking by and he's carrying the plates, and I just kind of did a little little head nod, like like hi, yeah, because we we you know we looked at each other, and then he just looked at me, gave me a mean look, and I'm like, dude, if you throw a plate over here, that's about to go down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> American so that's, a, that's a rough place, man. Bring back that. But that tea restaurant's party. phenomenal, though. Um, but 
it's interesting. Like I, my brother-in-law, he's a, he's from Boston, like his whole life. Uh-huh. He's, he's a very Brendan. Oh yeah, he's, he's a, a teddy bear. He's a very cheer. He's a cheerful guy. He's like guy, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Nicest guy. Oh, but it happens I'm on sure. the others. On the flip side, like if they don't know you, like they're just, the the I guess the first response is like negativity. Like it's they're territorial. Yeah, or something. I don't know. That's interesting. I've only been once, so I can't really. But that's, that's more than enough. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need more yeah. than once. But I mean, I, I had a good time. You, get, you in, get to say you went there. I lived in New York for six years. How so was that? I loved. New York. Now you went there for uh, music school or, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I actually went to acting school there. Okay. And so I attended the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. Um, but then I stayed afterwards just working in studios and different projects and a bunch of crazy things. But I love New York. It's such an electric city. But it, I think there can, I mean, everyone's really nice there, but there is that similar those similar moments where you're like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like uh-huh. I'm on my, I'm busy. Like get out of the way. Yeah. That you have is. to walk fast. Cause you're always in the middle of a stampede. Over yeah. There. I'm a fast walker. Right, babe. If you live yeah, in yeah. New York, you have to be. Yeah. You, you like gotta... he's always like, can you slow down? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like, yeah. When we're like going places, like I'm like, you know, I'm a kind of an easygoing guy. Like you know, <laughs> a little too easy. You're cruising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, she's already there. I'm, I'm a beachy guy. Like, is I it like, like to... is it like when you, when you pull up somewhere, you get out of the car and you're already in the building and you're still by the car? Oh, no, no. The that kind way. of thing. <laughs> well, it's, it takes her for, uh, longer to get out of the car, but when she's on her feet, okay, then she's going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the New York. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, was, how was that whole experience, acting school? It was, it was an experience. I mean, I moved when I was 17, uh, straight out of high school and went to school over there. And I'm so glad I had that experience because... From El Paso, you just packed up and said, I'm going to New York? Yep. Okay, cool. And um, being surrounded in the city with artists and craziness. And I mean, it was an incredible experience. Lots of ups and lots of downs. I'm sure. Though, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it really taught me how to, like, how to hustle, how to, like, make it happen. Uh-huh. Even when you have no option. Well, like, that's because it's your only option. Right. It's like, I either Sink go or work. Swim do this or I don't have rent status. Right, so it right. kind of instilled that mentality and that I want to say work ethic because I never, it's kind of like a good and bad thing, but I never feel like I'm doing enough. That's true. Like I never, like I'm always like, let's schedule the day. Let's get as much done yeah. all the time. And I've had to learn how to kind of slow down on that a little bit more. Why? Just, well, so <laughs> <laughs> glad you asked <laughs> well here's the thing like i i thought the same thing why but then i thought you know i kind of you know i've always like wanted to maybe like like uh, you know like have conversation with you like just sit there and like hey babe like do we really need to be this way but then again like <laughs> i think that's uh an at like something that an attribute that that's good that she has so i don't even try to challenge it unless it's directly getting into my my flow like, uh-huh. like saturdays i like to be in chill mode so like if she's like trying to structure the whole day, I'm like, babe, babe, babe. <laughs> I, got some, I know what you mean. I got some football games to watch. Yeah, I guess it just she it's like she, a, she needs to be in she needs to be in grind mode or like she feels like she's or it like literally puts her in a bad mood. Yeah, I just feel like I'm wasting my life. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and I guess it's a good and bad thing in the sense of it's good because I always want to work on things and. 
advance in things. How old, how old are you? I'm 20. How old am I? 28. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I keep forgetting I'm 28. You're, you're like, getting I closer to 30 forget. when you forget how old you yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I keep thinking I'm like 27. I don't know uh, why. And I'm Mark, Mark, how old are you? 36. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, well, I'm 28 too, and I, I'm I feel wow, you are young. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I feel like you got way much. You have so much more stuff I than I had when I was 22. Oh, 28, not 22. Oh, you're 28. 28, 28. Oh, yeah. I said 20. No, 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 not 22. Oh, oh yeah, 22 28, would man. be a bit of a shocker, but no, <laughs> I'm 28. No, we're good. Um, we're even. We're even. <laughs> uh, I feel like. Because people tell me the same thing, like, dude, you gotta, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta just stop. What's the expression? Stop and smell the roses, or, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. is it the daisies? Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Stop and smell the flowers, and I'm like, yeah, there's time for that later. Like, yeah, I, I got, I have things that I need to achieve first. I need to establish a certain foundation for myself in life, and yeah. then maybe I can, I can pump the brakes a little bit. But then I don't know if I will, because I feel like the same thing you said. If I, I don't feel like I'm productive enough. Mm-hmm it affects my mood. I'm not that happy when I'm not productive. I'm like, I, I'm not that happy to just take a week off and, and go hang out somewhere. Um, typical example, like people want to take time off and go hang out at the beach and not do anything for a week. I'm like, okay, I could, you know, I'll go to the beach and I'm like, I'm going to relax today. Like my goal is relaxation. Mm-hmm. I'll lie down in the sun for about 12 minutes <laughs> and then I look at my clock. I'm like, God, that must have been two hours. You know, I probably got a real good tan. I look at my clock. It's been 12 minutes. I'm like, all right, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't sit. I can't just lie down there doing nothing. I know. It's really, I've tried to learn how to chill a little bit only because I tend to like overwhelm myself with things mm-hmm. because in my, my mentality is like never say no to anything, uh-huh. but that's not always a good thing, you know, because then I'm, sp- I'm end up spending time on things that shouldn't be a priority uh-huh. or, or I could use that time to rest and recover. And as an artist, like I need time to just think alone by myself Oh, definitely. so that I can see clear and see like, Oh, I want to write a song or like, what ideas do I have for the music video or things like that? Like I need that kind of time as opposed to endlessly booking myself with things to do that don't hold that priority. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So it's, I'm just trying to find more of a balance because, and now I've kind of found it. It's like, I feel like on a Sunday I'm a little more chill, but I'll Uh still like clean the house and organize my whole week and, you know, do, do different things. I just won't be as intense about it, but do something. it's really hard for me to like, I, the thought of going to the beach sounds awesome. Right. But I also, (laughs) but I also would be like, well, I'm the type that will be like, what are the cool restaurants around town? Like, what uh, can we go do? Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Travel, oh. Traveling with, with you must be exhausting. Is totally. It? Well, see, here's uh, the I thing. have a sister like that. No, but we no, were, no, no. I'll just find things that I'm like, hey, this is cool. We should check it out. Yeah. I made plans one time with my sister. We, we were going to Vegas uh, for two days. She showed up with a list of 12 restaurants that she wanted to go okay, to. Okay, no, that's crazy. In two days and like six concerts. <laughs> like, like, you do realize we only have two <laughs> we're days, right? We're going to be there for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just like, hey, like, there's this event going on or this uh-huh. this is happening. I'm not like 100,000% like crazy about it, but I also would like to make, I like to make the most of trips if sure. I'm going to go well, somewhere. I think we both agree on that. Yeah, like, like, I don't, if I go to the beach, I don't like to just sit in the hotel room. Sure, get sure. it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not even a big fan of paying a lot of money for hotel rooms because I don't want to be at the hotel room unless I just 
I just want to be there to sleep. But like when we, we went, when you went to, when we went to Boston, she started a, oh, you looked up, the, you got that, we went to that her concert. That yeah, was like idea. we got a, I got us tickets to a concert and I was like. The House of Blues in Boston. It was awesome. Do you know the artist, her? She uses a mononym, her? Yeah, like her name is her. I, no, I don't. Oh my gosh, she's either. amazing. Yeah, I don't know her. And live is a whole new level. She's insane. Really? Remember what we were talking about, she gets, she goes there? Yeah, yeah. she goes there. I gotta check her out. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I like to plan things, but I'm, I'll go with the flow. I got you. You know, you. like I'm not. This is our itinerary. But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just like to know you that, have you have some plans, but if you deviate from them, if you, yeah. if you don't get around to the entire list, it's okay. Yeah, like yeah, there's nothing wrong. With you that. know, I mean, that's fine. So, things like that, but yeah. <clears throat> so, um, when. When you go, if somebody, you, um, I don't know how to ask the question. You teach voice classes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What's that all about? Like, what do you, how, how does that work? How do you help somebody improve their voice? So a lot of my students are younger. So it's a lot more of like the basic foundation of singing, breathing techniques, um, singing techniques, a lot of just running up scales and things like that. Like getting the voice used to hearing the music ear training, things like that. And then I try to incorporate, depending on where I see if they're ready to kind of receive this information, but like song interpretation of like how to sing a song and how to break down the lyrics of a song and the story and put in that emotion. But depending on the student, I'll either start with just like technique, basic technique until I see them progress. But if they're a little bit older, like sometimes I'll have like 15, 16 year olds that can kind of grasp the concept of interpretation and emotional, um, you know, balance into the song, then I'll introduce that and kind of teach performance because oh. they're two different things, right? Like there's people who can sing and then there's people who can perform. Right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a balance of those two things. Is your talking voice way different now than it was 10 years ago or is it your singing voice that you that gets all uh tuned the most um or, I do, mean, or do they go hand in hand i think i mean i think my talking voice is like the same i don't know okay but definitely my singing voice has improved a lot over the past 10 years like yeah from when i was 18 a tremendous amount i have much more control and confidence and I mean, the vocal cords, they take in everything you put them through, right? So drinking coffee or uh -huh. alcohol or if you smoke cigarettes, um, uh, if you put them in an environment that's really rough type of situation. So I've always been super cautious on like environments that I'm in and I don't yell. I take care of my voice. <laughs> you don't much. yell. I don't that's, yell. That's that's the biggest plus of dating a singer. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no complaints there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I just. And I, if I get her there, then I really. <laughs> yeah, like, like she'll, she'll, um, she'll she'll send you an angry text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you can you can hear a weathered voice, or like you can hear certain voices that have like a Johnny Cash, like a Johnny Cash, like a story in their voice, depending yeah. on how they take care of it. Um, What's interesting is, yeah, his voice did sound very weathered, but uh, that, that was, that, that just went along so perfectly with his character. Yeah. It was persona him. with who mm -hmm. he was. 
especially as he got older, those later songs, like when you hear the song Hurt. Jeez. It makes you hurt. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Yeah, yeah. It's just you can feel there's so much. Can, like they're scarring. Yeah. Like it's like, like, it's like, it's like a, you can hear like a, a scarish tone. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a young guy, man. Have you heard of Coulter Wall? It sounds familiar. Check out Coulter Wall, The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. And he's, I think he's in his early 20s and he's got a voice like that. Oh, that's so it's, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. like when he's... What was it again? When, Coulter Wall, The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. When he, uh, when he first opens his mouth, like the first sound you hear, you're like, whoa, I didn't expect that out of this guy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, um, same thing with, you know, with, with Johnny Cash. But Johnny Cash, because he was old, you're like, okay. You know, it, it, you can see that in his character, but when you see a young guy like that, it's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, even like 10 years ago, I mean, I was singing, but I wasn't singing as much as I sing now. Like before COVID, I was singing six hours on a Friday and a Saturday. Oh, wow. And that really developed my voice a lot too, of like just being able to sustain singing that long. Sure. And have that ability as well that I don't, I definitely could not have done. Yeah. Well, you could do back-to-back concerts that takes training, right? Cause at first, oh, if you do, if you sing for a while, you probably lose your voice for a couple of days. And so you have to train whatever yeah. it is to, you have to condition your, yeah. I always tell my students as well, like singing is like exercising. The more you sing and sure, maintain sure. a certain level, like even just your basic, vocalizations of like 30 minutes to an hour every day like the better you're going to get because you're you're just making your vocal cords stronger conditioning conditioning yeah and so it it helps a lot in that sense but i'm always shocked when people don't vocalize or take care of their voice or uh-huh. or do anything and i'm like wow <laughs> good <Did> luck <laughs> what is it about some people that uh, they have this ability to match other people's voices oh, really, it. really well. Yeah. Like there's a video of Ariana Grande on uh, who's that? Who's that guy who just laughs? Oh, I know what you're talking about. What's his name? Is it Jimmy Fallon? Uh, you're, when she's like imitating Britney Spears, Britney, and like, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, and she nails it. She nails it. Yeah. I mean, she's just sounds Celine Dion. Celine, how do you say it? Dion? Dion? Yeah. Celine, sa- Dion. Celine Dion. She sounds just like them. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. I'm like, how can she sound like all these other singers? Yeah. And then why would she, why does she sound the way she sounds if she can sound any way she wants to sound? I mean, can't everyone do that? I not I me. No, not me. I don't know. I can't sign. I can't sound like Michael Bublé. But I, you know what? <laughs> I mean, no, me neither. <laughs> I I think I could. You you can do that. What kind of? Oh. Yeah. Who can you? Is there somebody you could you could? Uh, the Britney one is real cringy, but uh, I mean, <laughs> let's see. Well, do 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 your best, Britney Spears. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Oh, like it's just like in the back of the throat. Yeah, yeah. God, I hate like, hearing it. Celine. I always do Celine, but I oh, do yeah. it super. Like I just do it to be fun. Like so dumb. Your favorite? Tell him your favorite singer is Celine. My so favorite like, singer is Celine. Oh, she's Dion. amazing. She's yeah. incredible. She's amazing. And like so that's yeah. Why I saw. I saw. I saw. You, you seemed a little bit bothered when I when I messed up her last name (laughs) but she has that like you're here there's nothing i feel like she has that like see that's so amazing because you do sound like her (laughs) (laughs) that's so amazing like it's yeah yeah it is pretty yeah yeah it's like i don't know Can, can you do like like a couple lines of celine dion yeah 
that yeah, that was Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know. Can you More? Do, yeah, yeah, please. Do do uh, I, like I'm so fascinated by <laughs> this. Do, do all by myself. Please, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, okay. All by myself. <laughs> don't wanna be all by myself anymore. <laughs> like wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, that's loud. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Actually, people actually, have volume control. Yeah, you worked the mic actually. I was watching the Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so you kind of went but back like and- I really like to get into accents oh as well. He, so, hates, he absolutely hates no, it. When I think I go she's really accent. good in an English accent, but the thing is, the thing is, like, she'll stay in it for a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's entertaining. <laughs> and then, like, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, babe. It's like you're dating different people. It's a blast. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like I'm a different woman every year, yeah. every night. I'm like, I'm like hey, uh, is there any way you can get Elia back? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. I, I would love I would love it if I could speak with a good English accent because I think it's so cool. It's just so it fun. sounds really cool. Yes. But I can't do it. I, I just sound dumb. I tried to sound like Lucifer. You ever have you seen the show Lucifer? No. Lucifer Morningstar. A lot of people say I look like him. When I'm wearing dark colored suits, a lot I of people say it. I look like I him. Can see it. Yeah. And he's he, the he name talks is with an English accent. Lucifer. Yeah, the name of the character. Star? Yeah, it's played by Tom Ellis. Oh, okay. And the show is called Lucifer. Got it. Uh, he's literally the devil, but yeah. he's in LA. He's a club owner in LA. That's uh, perfect. So it's 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 a fun show. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, it's a fun show. <laughs> and so yeah, so I'm, I'm like, well, if I could, if I look like Lucifer, I want to try to talk like Lucifer, but yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not very good at that either. <laughs> I feel like it's again, it's like a practice thing, though. That was really good. Though. It's like you transformed for a moment. You were someone else. Like, whoa. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> she does that. A lot. What's what other accents do you do? Well, one. I definitely have a country accent oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can totally be a country artist, and uh, me and Dolly are going to be hanging out in Dolly. <laughs> oh, I love Dolly though. Oh, she has like a lighter, like a lighter country. She's like, "Well, darling, you know what they say." That's it. Like, yeah, you that's know, amazing. She has, like, such a- Who's Dolly? Is that your country persona? Dolly Parton. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, no. You no. know Dolly Parton. I've heard the name. <gasps> <laughs> Is she a singer? Yes. Yeah. You- she wrote I Will Always Love You. Oh, I thought that was Whitney Houston. No, well, she Whitney Houston it. sang it, but Dolly Parton wrote it. There's a uh there's a there's um this this contestant, she was on one of those talent shows. Her name is Ashley Williams. Okay. And she sang I Will Always Love You. And I don't think there's a person ever who could beat her performance that really night. oh my god wow yeah. amazing I'll yeah. have to hear amazing it. Yeah. and it's live obviously yeah and yeah. i mean incredible yeah it's really really good it's on youtube ashley williams i will always love you i've i've listened to it a hundred times oh it's nice. incredible. one of those yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god her voice yeah. just like fills the stadium right when she hits those and i i'm not even gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, oh my god i mean she just change? fills the stadium there's a key change part when, he, when she goes high yeah. yeah. So like that's that's the like one of my favorite songs that she does. So uh-huh. whenever she performs, like I'm always in the in the yo, bar. Yo, Whitney. Like, until I sing the song, like I'll be like singing. Well, can we do it right now? You want to oh. get into it right now? Sure. Why not? Yeah, go for it. Um, Whatever song you want to do. Um. Sure. I mean, I'll just sing a little part of it. Whatever you like. <laughs> I'm not gonna go whatever you like. Song. It could be one of your own songs. It could be whatever you like. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Um. Bittersweet memories. That is all I'm taking with me. 
So goodbye. Please don't cry. Cause we both know I'm not what you, you need. And I, That's awesome. Yeah, that's my my favorite one that she does. Very cool. It's better with the music. Of course. Because it's like, I'm like, okay. Where's your your break out the guitar, bro? I do have that. I was going to ask you, you want me to play the the Whitney Houston thing? We've never done that. So what is it about, is it, uh, what, what is it about people that allows them to sound like other people, to match other people's pitches? Is it just like you have an ability to recognize pitch better than others. And, and you can, you can, and you have the voice control, uh, the knowledge of how to control your voice and you can match it. Yeah. I think it's, it's finding like, it's like mimicking and like finding um, similar inflection and tone wow. right into a singer because everyone has like a specific tone to them. And so if you can match that, that's like kind of the best way to, I guess mimic someone. So if I was going to do like Ariana, she's very like light and airy and like full, like her, her tone. So it's like, Oh, like super, like that was so random, but like, it's just so airy. Right. But if I was going to do Whitney, it's like full chest voice, strong type of situation, you know, like they're both great singers, but they just sound so different. So if you're kind of able to like listen to that and kind of match it, some people are way better at it than, than I am, but like I can do certain ones because I hear it so much that yeah. you just, it's like, it's like you're watching your favorite TV show. Even like, you know, a certain character that you can like mimic that uh-huh. even the way they sound and, and speak. So I don't know exactly how it works. It just comes natural. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the mechanics are, but I think it's like that video that I sent you with Suzanne Santo. She on the Joe Rogan show. I don't, I don't know if you watched it, but um, she was talking about how some people just have perfect pitch. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's what allows them to match uh, other people's voices. Like Jamie Foxx is really good at that. Yeah. They gave the example of Jamie Foxx and they 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 think that he has perfect pitch and that's why he can imitate anybody he can yeah. just sound like anybody that can make that's the the which i guess kind of full circles goes back to the whole talent thing uh-huh. but there's people that are that have perfect pitch and it's actually it's absolutely incredible remember that kid remember that guy we met at nam and we saw him you saw a video of him and his son so anyway there's this kid and his dad will play these chords on the piano, like ugly chords. I'm t- like talking like there's, it's not just like a, it's not just like a C. Yeah, I'm talking like, it's like, like it's weird, crazy uh, chords. And this kid will sit there and listen to the chord. And he's like, there's an E, there's an A sharp. Ah. And he'll pick out every note in that chord. Yeah, that's insane. That, that's exactly <laughs> what Suzanne Santo was talking about in that video. Yeah. Yeah, where people can tell you exactly how flat something is or how sharp. Yeah, or oh, that. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And some people have it and can't sing. Or like they can carry a tune, but they're not like great singers. 
So I always, I always have that, the full package. That's interesting too. Like it's still useful, like I guess in other things, but it's. I wish I had that. Like huh. Charlie Puth has perfect pitch too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that I see you pulled up some app over there. Yeah. Does little, that help you tune your guitar? Yeah. Because really, I unfortunately do not do have you, perfect pitch. <laughs> do you want this thing right here? What? So I was looking at the. Do you want a little, a little substantial? Oh, no, I'm good. I, I got one outside. Yeah. I could grab. I, I, I thought it was in here. Yeah, mastered the art of balancing it on my knee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, no, I mean, some people, there's some people out there that you know they can grab a guitar and they can just go like, and they just tune the whole thing up, and you're like, what? <laughs> I need an app. Like, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could tune it relative to the other strings because like there's certain situations where like this note is the same as the next string down. Uh -huh. So I know like if this this string is in tune, this should sound exactly the same. So that's what you call like relative. So you just, you know, it, it's just, you just match it all the way up. But in this situation, I just, it's so much easier if I got, we have the technology, gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 sure. Or I can have a triangle. Give me A. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So what are we doing? Uh, what do you want to do? Let's do, um, let's do shallow. Mark's going to sing. He loves to this? sing. Yeah, Does that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so we uh, I, I we did this song. Now we can't hear you, though. because Oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, we did this song as a duet one time. Oh, cool. And I sang it. It's on YouTube. But uh, nice. I'm not... A thousand percent confident in my voice right now, so I'm. That's <laughs> all right. What what song is it? What are we shallow? Gonna do? Shallow. Yeah. Okay. It's from A Star Is Born. Okay. I just want to make sure that I got. I know how to play it. I just there's parts that. Here we go. All right. Ready? Yes. Turn this back down. And for the twelfth fret, turn that from Orlando, out of Beacon. Ready? you're searching for I'm falling In all the good times I find myself longing for a change And in the bad times I fear myself Tell me something, boy Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? 
ain't it hard given it's so hard I'm falling in all the good times I find myself longing for a change and in the bad times I fear myself I'm of the deep and watches I Thanks. Yeah, it was really rusty in the beginning. My bad. Oh man, no worries. As as I, I, like I can't. This, I can't tell the difference between so rusty weird. or not. It, it just so, sounded really good to like, me. I was. I can hear everything in here, but when I went like this and I just got to like hear the instrument itself, I was like, "Oh, uh, that's so much better." Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. I was like, I can't wear headphones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you don't have to take them off when you're, when you're performing. That's fine. No, that was that was really good. Thank you. That one note that you hit gave me chills. You get those listening to music? Yes. I do a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, oh my like, gosh. Yeah. I could cry. I, I could. Yeah. I, Every time I hear Celine. Oh, so like, like, especially like all by myself. Uh, so there's something about like when, uh, like when people like wrote it because they felt it. And when they sing it, they know how to, uh, they know the recipe to project that emotion, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if they wrote it and they, or not necessarily, but if they know how to get that recipe and they throw it out there in front of you, like. They can make they can they can bring people to tears easy. Sure, but sure. Celine Dion's one of them. Yeah. Whitney Houston's another Oof. one. Powerful um, voices. Powerful. Andrea Bocelli. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The way uh, Andrea Bocelli does um, Ave Maria. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I did some research on that recently, actually, uh, like yesterday, because <laughs> I was wondering, I, I was thinking about this podcast and I was wondering, I'm like, what, what is it that gives people chills? And one of the, the things I read is that only about 50% of people experience chills listening to music. And it has to do with uh, those people. I, this is probably bro science. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but this is just something I read. It, those people probably have more connections between the uh, emotional center of the brain and the auditory 
channels. It makes sense. Oh, that makes total sense. Because I I know people that like don't listen don't listen to music. Yeah. Like they just play whatever. Like uh-huh. they just play music and they're like, yeah. yeah, it's cool, but they're not listening. They don't get absorbed by it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is I get pulled wild into a song. Like I yeah. put on a good pair of headphones. It's like, and you just listen. Yeah. Uh, or or good Takes speakers. Takes you away. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we're very crazy about like the quality of sound of yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I would rather the quality of sound than like anything else. So in the, that's the thing, like you got like quality versus volume. Because oh, yeah. if you have good quality, you don't need the volume. You like know what I'm super saying? loud. Like have you ever yeah. been in have you ever been into like a professional recording studio? Just this one. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so in a like in a professional setting, their speakers are tuned to be very clear. And of course, you, you the audio is very high quality. You know, um like high definition audio. Have you heard that? Because you know MP3s are very compressed versions or of the actual song. Uh-huh. If you were to get the actual like rec- record data and you were to play it through some some uh, studio speakers and you sat there, you'd be like, oh shit. Like studios, like good studios, they they make the room so that if you stand in the center, exact center, it'll sound like almost perfect. Yeah. Like they build gotcha. studios. That's why they're sometimes in like weird shapes and things like that because uh-huh. it's it's done like that on purpose there's some science the behind science it. behind it oh, of like sure. how you're going to listen to it so that the engineer whoever's mixing the music can hear everything like super precise and make it sound amazing but then unfortunately it's like reduced to like these tiny little headphones we put in our ears yeah and yeah it's crazy i, I always think about like each song every song you've ever heard take like there's so much work that goes behind a song from the moment it's like an idea to like when it's finally like out for the world to listen to, there's so many, like it's such a process that people don't even, that aren't into like don't know music and aren't in that world that don't even know, you know, like yeah. that every I, tiny little thing makes a difference. It's crazy. And it's a, it's, it, there's a, I mean, as a musician, it's like a, it's almost, I don't want to say depressing, but it's a little sad because it's like you put, all your work into this like like three minutes <laughs> like, and you put so much work in the way it sounds to like you listen like i will sit there and turn knobs on my amplifiers and my pedals just to get it perfect and it's really probably just for me but uh <laughs> and then i'll get the audio right and then after mix mastering and then you turn it into an mp3 and you put your headphones on and you listen back you're like Mm. there's so much missing yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like sure the average person won't even notice unless you put them side by side but as the person that wrote it and the person that kind of put it together it's kind of it's it's difficult to listen to because you're just like ah, there's i can see that even like the quality of music or speakers like i like when i want to show somebody a song like all like all the new songs like like oh let's let's go to the studio come to my studio and then i'll like play it on the good speakers and with the sub and i'll have everything everything. and i was because i want them to see and it's in in its it's in its entirety, not into like, hey, pop in these headphones, check it out. Like, right, right. Yeah, I notice the difference when I'm on my laptop and I play a song uh, uh, versus when I play it on the TV. Or yeah. sometimes I plug these headphones into my laptop, even cool uh, to listen yeah. to music. I mean, and, these are you these, could definitely tell the difference. Oh yeah, these are fine because it's a bigger it's a bigger driver. Uh-huh. 
but like if you use like little AirPods, you know, it's gonna. It's, it's just gonna not the same, right? Anyway, but. I'm gonna run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's that, crazy. That makes sense. Yeah, it's but to me, when people are like, oh, like they don't really like listen to music or have a favorite artist or a favorite album, you know, it's it's crazy. insanity. Yeah, yeah but I, I appreciate it. the people that do. I'm like, oh, like even if they're not a musician, you know, like yourself, like you can appreciate oh i love it good music i love it i get absorbed by it yeah i'll get lost in some music it's just like it yeah it i drift yeah i hear a good song like that uh, that ashley williams performance of i'll always love you i hear songs like that and i just and sometimes it could even just be instruments it doesn't even yeah it doesn't have to be any words but a good voice with 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 that emotion behind it um it it adds another layer Oh yeah. To the music. It's just, that's also another thing is like, I try and teach my students. Like there's people like a lot of people can sing, but a lot of people can't emote that emotion Yeah, that like, even, even singers, like I can't right now, but like there's singers that aren't the best singers, but they are so good at interpreting the song and still connecting you to it, that you're not concerned of like, they might not be Whitney, but they're also telling you a story and you're still connecting to it. Like Amy Winehouse. I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was ex exactly. Yeah. Like, I, she, I mean, she's a good singer, but like her voice. You think so? Yes. Emma, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but it's so well, different. Well, the reason, the reason I say that, and I, I obviously don't, I don't know how to judge a good singer. It's just what sounds good to me, but I heard a, a live performance with, with her one time mm -hmm. and it didn't sound good. I mean, it just didn't sound. Everyone good. has their days. But uh, I, I guess <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And it could be. It could be that. I I only heard that one song. It was, um, uh, what's that song called? Um, you know, I'm no good. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I love the song, but I heard I checked out the live performance. And I was like, I'm not feeling you, Amy. Yeah. 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 I mean, she. I, I want to say I feel like she was really good, but because of everything she was going through, like the drugs and all that, like I think she messed her up her voice a lot yeah and in her songs you could definitely feel the stuff that she's been through in her life yes it, like it you can hear out. it yeah yeah but and yeah i mean that something... would be a good example of it though like even if she's not she was never like a belter or like singing these crazy big note songs but she uh -huh. everything she was saying you're like damn yeah, yeah. You, you, there, there's there's a different thing that draws you aside from just the quality of her voice yeah there's emotion there's 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 like there, there's there's struggle in yeah. her music yeah. it's a story it's I mean, telling you something she definitely had a had a struggle yeah that and eventually claimed her life for us it's like so hard to hear um a lot of like the popular songs that are just like i don't know there's i mean i'm sure there's a lot of work and not to like put down those artists, but there's some songs that I'm just like, can't believe people like this. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm just yeah. like, I just can't. Majority like, of stuff on the radio. Is, is, yeah. I can't listen there's to like yeah, I some it. good stuff. And then there's some stuff that I'm like, <sighs> and uh, I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be labeled as a hater. Yeah. Not but at like, all. It, I just like, you there's know, stuff you like, there's stuff you don't like. That's okay. And there's that doesn't make I you a really hater. really hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I don't even right. want to. Yeah. There yeah. are some songs I can't listen to either, but uh, yeah, there's, there's something, there's something 
oddly appealing to me about Amy Winehouse. I, I say that if she were still alive, I'd be dating her, doing lots of drugs and dead in five years. Probably <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love her too, though. Like, I mean, I feel like there's something so great about her, but like, it just sucks to know all of the behind the scenes, I guess. And it makes you think like, was that what made her a better artist? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Or was it, I don't know. Like it's hard because I feel like as an artist, you, you have to have something to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think she definitely wrote from her experience, but then at like, what point do you as an artist, like take it too far? Like she did where it was, she didn't know. She didn't know where to where to yeah. where to check herself. But. I think there's definitely something to those amazing artists, people who have a thing that really pulls you, uh, that has to do with a certain level of crazy that that they exhibit or uh, some sort of traumatic life experience they went through. Yeah. There's always something something that happens to people that just makes them an entirely different person. Somebody who visibly stands out in a crowd mm -hmm. yeah i think uh i think you know experience and struggle kind of makes the artist blossom mm. if you will yeah like uh one of my favorite and if you're just good at just letting it all go like you're just and, or controlling you're one it. of those artists that just gets on stage and this is who i am this is what i've been through i've been through i'm an alcoholic i'm a drug addict i'm whatever it is and i'm just gonna put it all out yeah um by one of my favorite, and I'm not a, like, to be honest, I've listened the about 90% of all music I listen to. I couldn't even tell you a couple of lyrics out of them because I'm more of, I'm always in the music part of it. Uh -huh. But one guy that I swear, like, I think he's the best lyricist of our era or of our generation. Eminem. No. Well, he's good though. But, <laughs> but I would say uh, the guy from the killers. I'm not familiar. Oh man. Oh, gosh, I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah he has a good, but like the stuff he writes about, like if you, so it's interesting. very poetic. Yes, it's very, very. Poetic. and the thing is, when you like, if you knew, like if you listened to his music, and then understood his life, or like read about his life and like what he went through, and then went back and listened to the music, you're like, oh my god, this makes sense. I know exactly what you're talking is about. It Brandon Flowers. Flowers. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it's something with flowers, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's that guy's really good at uh, at, at, at uh, you know writing lyrics. In my opinion, not that it's valuable. I mean, I think, but <laughs> I love good lyrics. Yeah, I love me good too. lyrics. I, I um, my first language is Arabic, and Arabic is such a rich language. It is, and I grew up. I've always had a fondness for Arabic poetry, and so I have some Arabic poetry books over here that I read from time to time, and. Uh, there are some, there, there's, there's a few, there's like five poets that I really, really like. And they're just, their language is so rich. Their, their lyrics are so rich. They're so meaningful. Like you really, the words come to life when you're reading them on a page. So I got a question about that because I'm just, just out of straight curiosity. Because, you know, like, you know, there's like romance uh, eras and romance kind of poetry. Yeah. Nizar Kabbani is the man when it comes to that. So, so, but I, so there is that. Cause, oh, I mean, oh it, sure. So like that, that was my question because it's such I'm a, listening. it's such an aggressive, like a uh, language, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't mean that, not, I don't mean that in a, no, no, in a mean no. way. I mean, just, it's very like, uh, what's the word, babe? An aggressive 
like, you're not be able to like a harsh. It, I don't want to use the word harsh. Not harsh, but it's like it's a rough language for sure. Yeah, like the way it's 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 like spoken. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's got that, yeah. Like if you got, listen to somebody talking it's got some in Johnny French, cash tones. Uh huh. If you listen to somebody speaking in French and somebody speaking in Arabic, French sounds so chill smooth, and mellow and smooth. Yeah, just it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Arabic, there's all these these these. Uh, harsh sounds like and, and back of the throat usually. very much so yeah, yeah. and there are letters so another uh, um, uh, the arabic alphabet another name for it is the letters of the letter there's a letter in arabic called the and that letter does not exist in any other language Duh. yeah check this out babe i know it's backwards I well, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's backwards. backwards you're backwards so that's they, <laughs> read the book yeah, it's from right to left. Arabic is from right to left. That is, yeah. that is, that is. Yeah, I tell people, people tell me, oh, you know, can you teach us some Arabic? I'm like, listen, if it wasn't my first language, I wouldn't bother. It's really, really difficult. The letters change. The, the, the letters can appear, can, can take on three or four different forms depending on where they are in the word. So the same letter so at the context beginning. context is very important. It's just so cool. Um, I don't know about context. Just like like uh, the same letter at the beginning of the word is written one way. In the middle of the word, it's written another way. And at the end of the word, it's written another way. Because okay. in Arabic, some letters connect on both sides. Some letters only connect on one, sides, one side. And some letters don't connect at all. What? Yeah. I'd have to if – I, if I draw it down, I could show you like some examples. Uh, but, it's so cool that you can read this. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, like with okay, let's say if I'm reading uh, French or Italian or Spanish, like I can make it out. I know Spanish, I can read Spanish, but if and so if I read other languages, you're like, okay, I can kind of figure out what this means, like or Portuguese. But with this, it's like, yeah, I have absolutely it's a completely different alphabet. No clue. Yeah, it's like me trying to read Russian. It, it just, oh yeah, uh, that it, that too. Like it's the sim different. it's more of like symbols than it is letters or anything. That's so. Yeah, so, so cool. I can I can read uh, Spanish fluently. I just don't have a clue what I'm reading. And I could I, and I used to be really good at reading French. I could read French very very well, uh, like ten years ago. Now I could kind of read a little bit, very choppy because I just I don't practice. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know what I'm reading in French. But ten years ago, I could read it and and I, understand yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I understand very little. Yeah, but I could read it really well i mean uh, yeah it, you would you would think that i actually know what 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 i'm talking about if I was reading <laughs> French. so when you read this book francis so it's from here to here uh -huh. yeah <clears throat> yeah let me see let me see what that says the top line let's just do this on the spot that's gonna be interesting I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like i said ifhabi kasarti silahi I don't know what he means by that. I got to read the whole thing. But you can read it. Yeah, well, idhabi, idhabi is like go, go. Kasarti silahi, you broke my weapon. Ba'amini femi? I lost my mouth? That doesn't make sense. Famada ujibu. Oh, ba'amini femi, famada ujibu. I lost my mouth, so how do I respond? But I'd have to read. I'd have to read the beginning of it to understand what I'm, what he's getting at. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. I, yeah. I, I, I've never like <clears throat> held a book in my hand and didn't know how to open it <laughs> until today. Like I was like, uh. <laughs> so his face is here and the title's well, here. It'd be like me looking at musical notes. That's a different Say, language oh, too, yeah. right? Oh, Those are is, letters. Yeah. Actually, I could read a little bit of music back in uh, in uh, 
the in uh the eighth grade and the ninth grade i was in the band mm-hmm. and uh I, I, I didn't play anything <laughs> I, pr- I pretended to play the baritone uh, so <laughs> i didn't play anything i um but i could recognize like c b d e f g mm-hmm. as they're going up on the lines yeah yeah and, yeah and, but i'd never got very far i wasn't into it so i didn't i didn't practice yeah, yeah. Uh, i could have been better but i just didn't really put in the time it wasn't my thing that's what i'm finding though like i don't know if you've ever read um forgot the name of it but it's basically a book that talks about focusing on like what comes natural and your strengths in life and the more like as I get older like I'm like oh I want to learn this and this and this and this and you know when you try something and it just you keep going and you get into it and you get better and you're super into it mm-hmm. and then there's other things that you try out and you're like yeah I don't know about this that's right like that just yeah, rings one, one so of, true. One of my favorite quotes, wisdom is learning the boundaries of one's designated lane. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's, we can all learn any skill, right? But again, back to the passion thing, it's like, unless it comes, I feel like natural and it's something of a genuine interest and passion, mm-hmm. like even if it makes you money, like if you don't love it, mm-hmm. you'll never feel fulfilled or you'll always feel like there's, a roadblock because you can't you'll you'll probably make more money doing something else that you love yeah yeah yeah. or i mean even just being fulfilled as a person because you could be making a good amount of money at a job you hate or doing something you hate but it's like oh i'd rather make less and at least enjoy your day your life situation because um well i noticed that in sales which is what i do my other job is, is sales and the best salespeople, they love to be in front of a prospect or a client talking business. Yes. They just, they love those interactions. They love the entire relationship building process. They really like it. And sales who are only driven salespeople who are only driven by, I'm trying to hit my target. I feel like they struggle and, and their, their conversations are, you can tell they're not genuine. They don't really want to be talking to that client. They don't really want to be getting to know you. And, um, I don't think they get as far as people who do it, who do it and really enjoy meeting people like that. that, Like the number one thing is you gotta be, you gotta be somebody who enjoys talking to people, meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you're going to be in sales, cause that's your job. And, yeah. and not even so much talking. I mean, there's a time for that, but it's more so listening to people. Mm-hmm. And, so what do you sell? <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. I, uh, to sum it up, I'd say that I'm a drug dealer. Oh. <laughs> I'm in medical sales. Oh, so, oh wow. <laughs> so I'm a legal drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm a rep for a pharmacy. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like a specialty we, pharmacy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We provide a, a service for workers' comp patients. Oh, nice. so you have them, to go to like doctor's meds. offices and like explain the new product or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's really not a new product, but uh, every now and then there's a change in, in legislation. There's a change in the uh, referral process, things like that. Uh, approvals, denials, schedule changes with medications, you know, that kind of thing. That's how I know, like, I have to make it in music or in arts because like, I can't do that. <laughs> like yeah. I would be like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like, um, there's certain situations throughout people's lives. I can only speak for mine, but that have just proven to me each time, even when I feel doubt in myself of like, no, you're supposed to do this. Cause like, how did all of this other stuff happen for you to be here? Uh-huh. 
you can't you can't stop like it's it's okay like just keep going you know and it's that like natural pool i guess in that destination quote you're talking about like this feels like my destiny and i'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep going down this path until it doesn't feel like this is right, right, right. situation yeah well it's interesting to me like when i'm in in clinics talking to people they tell me oh my god i, I don't know how you how you do your job i could never go around calling on on different people and cold calling and doing that type of thing. And my response to them is, I don't know how you do your job. I can't possibly sit behind a computer taking phone calls for eight hours a day. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 To each their own perspective. Everybody, yeah. yeah everybody gets, you know, you find your place in life. Yeah. 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 yeah it's That's interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't, I mean, I saw the pen. Uh-huh. And I thought that was, this was just a pen that, you uh, Oh yeah. That's, up. that's a company pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, huh, you probably just picked this yeah. up somewhere. Like I didn't think I, you worked with. <laughs> yeah. So what's the name of the company? Injured yeah. Workers Pharmacy, IWP. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to marketing, see if they'll pay me for this commercial. Uh. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. I, and so you do, you, this is what you do professionally and like the, 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 the fighter part is just. Oh, well, the the fighting thing was something was what I wanted to do when I was younger. When I first discovered mixed martial arts and got into it, I was uh, almost 17. I was like a couple months before my 17th birthday. And so it was April of of 2009. And uh, I was obsessed. I've always been into martial arts and working out and fighting. And I did karate as a kid and some judo and that kind of thing. And so to me, it was, I was obsessed. I was, I loved it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to the UFC. This is my life. And things were going pretty good. I started, got my ass kicked at the first few grappling tournaments. And then I started winning and every tournament I'd go to, I'd come back with two medals. And then I had, I'd had three cage fights. I won all of them. And then I was getting ready for my fourth fight. At the time I was in college and I studied kinesiology and one of the classes we were covering sports injuries and we got to the section about brain trauma and that got me out of mixed martial arts. Dang. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get hit in the head anymore. Yeah. So that, that, that's when I pulled the plug. That was the, uh, yeah. So I still train. I still like to hit the bag. I love hitting mitts. That's, that's like, dude that's my favorite workout is hitting mitts if you have a good coach yeah. you know when they grab the pads and they wear the body bag yeah. that's my favorite like, workout oh. that's my that's just i can do it all day uh and so i love doing that and i still do jujitsu because oh, cool. i still know that i have the ability to take somebody down uh, uh control them if something happens which it came in handy years ago when i worked as a bouncer i choked out a couple people throw them out oh, th- throw, throw them out nice uh, i was a bouncer once <laughs> you were i was a bouncer i was 18 in new york city lower east side on mm. second street and yeah i would check people's ids i couldn't even go in the bar that's hilarious <laughs> that's, that's hilarious i never had to beat anyone up though yeah. <laughs> i was too cute <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a, there was a couple of times where I started yelling at people in Arabic and they just left. Oh, shoot. <laughs> scared of, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's an intimidating language. It <laughs> sounds intimidating. I don't yeah. even know what you're saying. You could be telling me a, like a love story. That's, ex- like, that's oh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. What, what, where did you, where were you being a bouncer, bouncer at? at uh, Pops Cantina? On Mesa, it was, oh, yeah. it was a, it was a rough, there. rough place. Yeah, I've been they there closed probably six or seven years ago. Um, it used to be on Mesa Street, like y- Mesa and Thunderbird, I think. Pops Cantina, or Mesa and Balboa, or something like that. But oh man, closed. I remember that spot. 
Did you used to go to EP um, EP Fitness too? I did for a short while. Yeah. I okay. I don't really vibe with any workout place that has fitness in the name. Oh. It's usually like that's that's always a red flag. Yeah. Whatever it's called, Planet Fitness, EP Fitness. Yeah. yeah. If it has fitness in the name, it's probably not my kind of place. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, There's a, a difference place. between a gym and a fitness center. Yeah. What other gyms do you go to? You just go to Sun City and this and your own your home gym here? Yeah. I also started going to Elevate. It's on the east side. Oh, I know Elevate. Yeah. yeah. I've been That's there a couple of times. I like it. I checked out Wolves Den as well. I love their boxing section. Oh. They have, I mean, if I, if I, well, when I have a gym someday, cause I, I that's, that's one of my life goals. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to have a boxing section very similar to what they have at Wolves Den. It's amazing. They have all these bags and different kinds of bags, which is, which is really important because you could have 20 tie bags, but it's like, where's the double end bag? Where's the aqua bags? Where's all the, you know, there's so many different, different kinds. Styles. That's yeah. So specialty cool. bags. Yeah. Same thing with like specialty barbells, right? Most gyms only have one bar. They just have a straight bar. Mm. Well, where's the cambered bar? Where's the bow bar? Where's the safety squat bar? Where's the football bar? Where's what's that one that where you have the two handles safety right squat bar. I love that. Bar. It's phenomenal. That's it's like, phenomenal. And, yeah. Really wow. good. Uh, and, and the biggest plus to using that bar is it saves your shoulders and, and, and your elbows. Cause when you're, you see people like they have their, the bar on their back, they're holding yeah. onto it for a long time and they're doing lunges up and down the gym or they're doing high repetition squats. It destroys your shoulder. Well, I feel like when I have, when I've tried it once uh, and uh, I was trying to get Shane to actually buy one, uh, he didn't listen to me. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I think he's watching. <laughs> he left a comment. Oh, cool. So, uh, well, actually, it started off like this. He put a uh, uh, Instagram story which had that, and then this uh, other bar which was like a, a press bar, but it has all these different grips right here. Uh huh. Yeah, so like, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's either called a, a Swiss bar, a football bar, multi grip bar. Yeah, so there's different which, names for it's it. It's a yeah. cool, cool bar. Yeah, but yeah. I was I every everybody voted for this one. Uh -huh. like yeah, a majority. Yep. And he still got the other one. I was oh. like, and I was like. Dude, no one uses that. Uh, but anyway, I tried it once. Back to what I was saying, I was trying it one time, and I remember that like, I was able to just focus on my lower section. Uh, like I didn't feel like I was like off balance. I felt like I just I felt I don't know. There was a stability aspect that I loved it. That I loved about it, and I you know kind of want to get. Yeah, there's a couple of different reasons for that. One of them is the hand placement. Yeah, because and yeah, well, being back here, and uh, you see a lot of people when they're when they're holding onto a squat bar, they bring their elbows up like this. They're holding yeah. onto it like that, and you want to keep your elbows under it because when you bring your elbows up, as you squat down, it makes you hunch over more, mm -hmm. and you're more likely to fall on your face. So you want to keep your elbows under the bar, and as you come out of the hole, you want to drive your back, and you want to almost like pretend like you're doing a military press. So everything is pushing that bar up. Once you get to the bottom of the squat and you're about to drive back up. Yeah everything's got to start pushing the bar up. You start pushing up against the bar, not by pushing your feet into the floor. That's how you get the bar up. Ah. The first thing you got to do is like, like I, I, that's how, how I picture it. I have the bar on my back. And the first thing I do is almost like I'm shrugging to get that bar up. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. about it now. <laughs> Wait, I have a question that's like totally subject change. What's up? Um, so is there good Lebanese food in El Paso? Yeah, at my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're coming over. <laughs> or like, what about Mediterranean? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of good restaurants. Uh, Alibaba is pretty good. Oh, and, have uh, you been there? I've never been there. And no. if you want Mediterranean, they're Iranian, I think. I like the tasty kebab. 
I think they're pretty good. Where's that? Real good Greek food, though, which is very – there's a lot of similarities between Greek and Lebanese. Santorini and Las Cruces Ooh, is the bomb. I'm going to write that. Yeah, I, write I, that really, I really like Santorini. Because I haven't been able to go there in like a year because it's takeout only. And you know, what am I going to go pick up food and drive back here and eat it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to live – I lived in Astoria, Queens for a couple of years uh-huh. in New York. And it's like all Greek and – um Turkish mm-hmm. families and it's all Greek and Turkish food, which is like my favorite kind of food. Like uh-huh. the, the, I don't know how to say it. Gyro hero. Hyro, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's Euro, but, Euro, but, but, you know, know, I don't, I don't know, know, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. All that, the lamb, the, the chicken shawarma, like all that stuff is like my favorite. Oh, uh, chicken shawarma is the ball. Uh, so, that's one thing that you're not going to get at any of these restaurants is proper chicken shawarma. I know, right? Yeah, you're not going to get that. Uh, I haven't found a place in America. I've, I've gone to like eight states trying different Mediterranean <laughs> restaurants. Nobody has a proper chicken shawarma. Really? That I've found yet. Really? Yeah, I, had, <sighs> I have to. It's, it's funny. Last time I went to Lebanon, I told the guy I got a, I got a, a, a chicken shawarma sandwich. I told the guy. Uh, this sandwich costed me $1,200. He goes, what do you mean? It's only like two bucks. I'm like, no, no, it, I had to buy a plane ticket from America, from Texas to come over here. <laughs> like it cost me $1,200. I would go. I would do it. Yeah. I'd pay it for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, you look like you're ready for another one. Uh, um, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Like if he it's just in, noodles. If it's in my hand, I got it. Like, no, that's fine. Let, let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm like trying to like spots and y'all's talking i'm like oh. <laughs> just like little background like like music i, I mean if, if y'all want to do another one i'm i'm ready i'd love that what do you Should think we do our original? yeah that. so we have a song that um we're gonna release this year um it's recorded we're just still working on it but Perfect. it's called one and only love it that we wrote together all right all righty ready yeah no, I could turn it down a bit. I'm gonna take these off first. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay, yeah. There's a boy by the church, shows me his records, tells me his secrets, and we play songs together. Come Sunday morning, we're catching sunsets. He leaves me speeches with no regrets. Our time is sacred, our kiss is holy. Lord Almighty, I'm his one and only. Lord knows, I'm his one and only. No, he don't say much, speaks with his eyes, knows how to tell me, but I realize that boy's my weakness, my something around. He keeps me even spinning around. Time is sacred, but our kiss is holy. Lord Almighty, I'm his one and only. Lord knows I'm his one and only. Deep down forever is just a dream. He'll always have a part of me. I stand beside him on holy wall, running from tigers, cause heaven knows. 
sacred. Our kiss is holy. Lord Almighty, our is one and only. Lord knows. Lord knows. Ooh, yeah. Our tongue is sacred. But our kiss is holy. Lord Almighty, I'm his one and only. Lord knows. I'm his one and only. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Thank you. That's really cool. I get so into just watching how into it you guys are. You know, like you're just like over there in the in the, with He's the guitar, you're so yeah. into it and you're just like you're losing yourself too and just singing. It's really fun watching you. Yeah, I mean, it's cuz like especially like in a duet kind of setting, like there's like there's a lot of things that I'm do there's a lot of things that I'm doing in a that we're that I'm doing to keep like the whole rhythm section there like you know, like I'm even trying to be a bass player at, at parts because it's like, and, and then I go, like that's uh -huh. what a bass player would do. So I'm like, kind of like, I'm trying to be the whole band. So that's why I'm <laughs> completely away from her at that moment. I'm okay. just like, yeah. I, I didn't catch that, but <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the way it sounded. I, but now when you mention it, I'm like, oh yeah, that, okay. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, just, boom, but yeah, boom. I just don't know enough to recognize it. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. That's super cool. So uh -huh. this is some a song you're releasing soon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we're going to release it this year. Um we record we wrote it like whew, like 3 years ago before we were even dating. And um he had like the Actually music. I had the music for oh, yeah. far before that. Yeah. And then and then I was like played it around her I I, knew, I was playing part of it around her because the bridge didn't even exist yet. Yeah. And then she and then she started writing lyrics on it and then I was like yeah. yes. I had there's a bunch like you know the little audio things you can recordings, get recordings. Yeah, I have yeah. like it's like two hundred of like just little noodles I come up with, and mm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to forget that one, oh, and then yeah. I'll record it and yeah. I'll forget it. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So when when you guys are recording, when you uh, whether it's lyrics or or, or um, tunes, mm -hmm. you just it just comes to you randomly, and then you hurry up and you write it down, or do you sit there thinking, brainstorming, trying to put stuff together? Well. Or does the, it just depend? The, yeah, it depends. The music, I mean, ultimately, there's no wrong way to write a song. Yeah, no, there's not no, no wrong way, but uh, I'm just curious how you do it. It's it's both. And okay. it just, it, it, sometimes it happens with like, you hear it in your head or like sometimes you hear a melody and you're like, I wonder what the chords would be around that. Uh -huh. And then you start messing around. Or sometimes you're just sitting like on the couch and, and then you start noodling around. You're like, oh, that sounds right, cool. Right, right. And then you start getting a groove with it and then you're like, oh, wow, there we go. And then, now I just need some lyrics and then sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you have lyrics and you're trying to put Figure music out what works. I mean, for me, like, yeah, I'll just think of something or like even just a like words, like a phrase or something and I'll write it down. And then like later, if he's playing something or if I'm like listening to tracks like online and I start hearing a melody, then I'll see if those words fit and it, it kind of yeah, it just depends. But there are times where I like sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write. Which which uh, by which method do you feel like you get better a uh, better product when it just comes to you naturally, or you sit there trying to come up with it? Well, like uh, when I or or do you or is it like you come up with it and then you're refining it later anyway? I mean, I think you're always refining it because I'll sit down and be like, okay, I'm just gonna like play some tracks and see what comes up. Some mm. days 
on like like that song I wrote the other day. It just came out like a whole song just out. Amazing. It's not perfect. There's still things I'm like, oh, I want to tweak things, but I'm like, oh, the whole idea. And other days where I'm like, um, it just doesn't. Nothing really feels right, and so then yeah. I'll let it go. And um, I think it's more just like the art of sitting down and doing it, like start to finish for the most part is better, but like you start something and you're not feeling it. It's just kind of like, well, at least I tried because a lot of the time I think, you know, it's really hard just to even do that, like to sit down and just do it, Uh you know, because we have like every, so many things going on. But for me, when I have to, when I want to write a song, like I have to be alone or like in a, like kind of just quiet place and like be able to just like concentrate and listen. Yeah. And then ideas start to come up and that's almost enough for me. Like as, as long as I like sat down and tried to work on my craft, you've got to have some quiet. Then for me, that's like, okay, well today didn't work out. That's fine. Sure. We'll try tomorrow. Or there's a line from an Eminem song, run rabbit run where he says, I'm desperate at my desk. If I can just get the rest of the shit off my chest. Oh. Like he's sitting there trying to write and nothing's coming to him. Yeah. Except and, that. <laughs> right. And, um, uh, that's how I feel sometimes when I'm trying to come up with ideas, things to talk about either on my LinkedIn or on my Twitter, which I've been using a little bit more lately or ideas for the show or, or ideas for anything in general. Sometimes it's just not there and I've learned not to force it. If it's not there, I just walk away, go do something else. And, um, I feel like the best ideas for me, I get them when I'm driving. Oh yeah, me too. Cause I'm just kind of in a state where, especially if you're out on an open highway and you're in cruise control and mm. there's no traffic, you're not really focused just on the driving and you should be, yeah. but <laughs> know, your right? mind wanders. Yeah, you can't yeah. help it. And that's when I get a lot of ideas. And then I pull up my phone. I just talked about this, I think on the last episode and I narrate, I pull up the notes app Yeah, yeah. and I talk into it. And I'll have like, I have pages and pages of notes on my notes app. Any thought that I have, I just, I just put it in there and then I go through them later. And sometimes I end up like, that's how I started writing a book. Um, just like that. And then I pull paragraphs out of the notes app and I'm like, well, that fits into that chapter and this should go on LinkedIn. And this is just something that's going to piss somebody off on Facebook. Nice. And yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw, I saw an interview with Eminem one time because I love Eminem. He's one of my all time favorite artists. Like I've said, when I started this podcast, I've said my top three, the top three guests, like my dream guests for the show are Eminem, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Lindsey Sterling. Oh, cool. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, that's, yeah, that's my childhood idol, man. Yeah, that, I, I love that oh, I remember all those movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only one that I probably, that that would be the hardest to get would be Eminem. I think the other two I'll get them. But Eminem, I don't know. Eminem seems like, um, just in general, like, my, not interested. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I saw an interview with him one time uh, where he pulled up this box and it had a stack of just paper scraps that he's that he's written stuff on um it's kind of the same thing that i do with my notes app i guess he just gets an idea and he writes it down and it's all these paper scraps it looks like what if somebody handed you that box and said these are my thoughts you'd be like dude you're insane like who, who does this yeah yeah but it's super cool and some of them are written sideways some of them are written diagonally it's like whatever comes yeah, yeah it's I, I just i was watching that video and i'm like wow look at that and then same thing he'll go through that box and he'll be like oh i could use that for my for this next song. Oh, I, that's a good line. I'm going to use it. Yeah. It's really interesting. 
It's on my notes. I guess a good. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. I mean, it would save for us. It would be like way less frustrating. Like at least you can go like if you're having a writer's block, you can be like a spark of I... inspiration yeah. or uh-huh. something. But Little hint. It was funny because Orlando, he's a engineer at Beacon Hill Recording Studios here. In um, he works at that studio, and he once said, "Inspiration is for amateurs." And I always like we always laugh about it because it's like if you wait for inspiration to come, right? It's like it comes and you're like, okay, it happens and that's it. And who knows when the next time it comes? So you've got to figure out how to trigger. So it. kind of how to like train yourself to just do it, even if it's not the most inspiring moment. But like I think when you put that into practice, your mind and everything you attract brings ideas it'll like right. it'll be endless type of thing like right. not like i have to have a great idea every single day but if oh, you're yes, just yes. more open to like the practice of coming up with ideas and like it'll be endless and it'll you'll never feel like i don't have any ideas or anything well, I to think, talk about i think people have ideas they're just too concerned about perfection oh, they're, yeah. they're too concerned about public opinion and so they won't even they won't even put a post on on their Facebook or on their LinkedIn because they, they don't want to, they don't, they're, they're, worried, they're, they're, they're worried about yeah. what people are going to say. They, they maybe wrote a song. That's a good song. Maybe not amazing, but a good song, but they don't want to put it out there because they're afraid of the judgment. And they want to like people who want to start a podcast. I've talked to a couple of people about this since I started my show. And I feel like it's all, um, like the show's a lot better now than it was just three months ago. I've, it, I've improved on a number of mm-hmm. things and there's still so much room for improvement. There's a number of things that I'm still conscious of that I want to improve and that's going to come with time. But if I were to wait until I had what in my mind is the perfect show, I would never have a show. No, you gotta, I, I mean, I think with anything like no one, whenever you start something, you're not going to be good. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's, you got to go through it. The first step of getting started is just doing it. Like just doing it. whether it's good or not. And then you improve as you go. Cause that's the only way you learn. Yeah. The best strategy is execution. Yeah. Like too many people concerning themselves with plans and strategies. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the Nike model. You know, it's, it's funny. I just had this talk with my manager last week. We were talking about our, our plans for the year as far as sales and pipeline and all that. Mm-hmm. And she asked me a question and my response was uh, like, how are you, how do you plan on achieving whatever it was? And I said, I'll do it. And she's like, well, do you want to elaborate on that? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, not really. I'll I'll do it. Like I'll I'll, I'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'll just do it. I don't know how to elaborate on that. I'll just do it. I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't trying to be short or, Mm. or dodge the question. It is just, I'll do it. Yeah, I agree with you though on the perfection thing. A lot of people, um, perfection. Gary V always says perfection is just insecurity with makeup on or something like that. He says something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah like I, I tell all my students that too. I'm like, just if you want to be a singer and you want to start putting yourself out there, like, you just have to try. Like, you got to do it. Just make a video, put it up. If no one watches yeah. it, great. If someone does, great. Like. If you go back to any YouTuber's first video, they were terrible. They're, they're all terrible, including <laughs> mine. Like I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. But that's the great thing is like, as you go, like I'll use myself an example. As you go through from my first video to my latest one, uh-huh. you can see the progress over the past 
10 years. And that's a beautiful thing yeah. to watch. That's a that's a yeah. really cool thing to be able to observe, to be like, wow, look at how much better I've become. My show's improved. My songs have improved. My whatever it is has improved. And when you can look at it and you're like, damn, I mean, that that was that was okay. Then it got better. And now it's really good. And I don't know where it's going to be Who five knows? years yeah, from now. Yeah, like that's the, I mean, I was so... Like it took me years to put up a YouTube video because I was so like, no, I'm not good enough or like this and that uh, or like whatever. I don't have a great. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And putting up YouTube videos changed my life. That's how I got on The Voice or in American Idol and got discovered and got even like still brings cool. opportunities that I never even thought were possible. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Being on The Voice and American Idol. How, just give us your thoughts on that whole experience. How did you get on? How did it go? So I got on The Voice. I had auditioned for Idol, America's Got Talent, The Voice, all those shows when I was like in my teens, teen years, and I never made it on, like ever. I always tell people, I, I think I auditioned like for seven different shows and still never made anything on it. And then I had posted a video, and I guess they scout. They do go in, on Instagram and YouTube, and they look for people. And so they had contacted me and said, hey, like we're from The Voice. We saw your video on YouTube. We think you're great. Like, Can you audition for us? And I was like, Yes. Amazing. Even though I've been denied <laughs> several times before, it's, it's I was like, yeah. natural. And I was living in New York at the time. I had pretty much nothing going on for me at that moment. And I was in a really low place, like with my confidence, with mentally so many things. And I got on the show and I actually skipped through like there's a lot of rounds of auditions that you have to go through with producers before you actually get on TV. Right. And I got to skip through all that and just go straight to LA. And it was incredible. I mean, it was like, it showed me a piece of the life that I've always dreamt of. And I mean that as like working with the band, they play, it's a live band that plays with every single performer. And they're probably the best musicians in the world. Like they can play any song they've all toured with like major artists and like walking jukeboxes. Yeah. Just like insanely talented musicians um voice coaches because you get like private voice coaches um just like all the people like i was like wow like this exists like this is hollywood like this is real and i'm i get to be here and experience that um as far as like the shows like from the voice la voz mexico and idol i mean it's a show so i definitely learned like okay so it's not just like, it's up to you, America. Like it's, you know, it's a show and they got to keep <laughs> it dramatic and sure. all of that. And so I, but I, it definitely taught me how to like hone in on who I am as an artist. Cause I, at that point I was like, I'm an artist and I'm a singer, but like, I really didn't have a grasp on who I was the way I saw a lot of the other contestants. Like there were some people who were like, this is who I am as an artist. And it was clear from the moment, like, they stepped on stage and I didn't have that yet, but it was cool to see that and see like where I needed to develop <laughs> as an artist. And it changed my life. It really did. Like it was kind of shitty when you lose. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. but, Nobody likes that, but it was still, I mean, it changed my entire life. I ended up moving back here and opened a lot of doors for opportunity and, um, I think, yeah. I think it's really cool that we live in a time where somebody could get scouted just by having an Instagram page. Yeah. I, I think that's so amazing. Cause you used to have to, if you wanted to be in, in that line of 
work, let's say, yeah. uh, acting, singing, performance arts, you basically had to go either to New York or to Hollywood. Yeah. Which right? is like what years I did. ago, that's yeah. what you had yeah. to do. Yeah. Now you could just have an Instagram page and for just for your whatever the cost of your cell phone is, you could end up on some some show like that and then your life takes off from there. Yeah, you never I know. Think it's super cool. Yeah. Kind of leveled the playing field a little. Little. Because now leveled it how? Like um uh the ability for like natural talent. Which is kind right. of contradictory to what I was arguing earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, natural talent is able to surface a lot easier than I agree with than you. Just you, you didn't you you, you don't necessarily have to have rich parents that can send you to the top exactly. places yeah. to get to get seen. You could just do it on your Instagram. Yeah. You still need investment, though. Of oh, course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. Someone's got to believe in you. Yeah, right I, on. But it, it the, like the opportunity is still there. Mm-hmm. Like if you put yourself out there and you welcome all feedback, even ridicule, yeah, whatever, that is the biggest one. Hit me with it. You know what I mean? I like you like the 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 more of that you get and the more of that pain you go through, or that 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 humil the humility is like the is like a, the faster your growth is and yeah because you're just a little more you become a little more wiser and you know what to. You know what's uh, you know what people are listening for. And you never truly figure it out. You never truly figure out how to do something perfect. To be honest with you, when I was when I first started playing with uh, Frank, um, we have this manager. His name's Oscar Chavita. Very, uh, you know, self self made guy. He's uh, very smart. He just kind of just he looks at it as the as the um, as the audience. He looks at you as in 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 an audience perspective, not as a musician. And I needed he's that. He's not a musician. And I needed that. Like uh, he tells me when I was uh when I first started playing, I was sitting there and I was in my spot and I was, he- you know, head down on my fretboard and head down on my pedal board and I was just trying to be the perfect musician I could. Obviously, nowhere near that. But um, he started like kind of, in a sense, a non-musician was coaching me how to be a better performer. Okay. So he was telling me like, "Oh, dude, you got to walk around," and it was funny like. And you, and the 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 proof is in the pudding. Basically, as you're playing, the crowd response is your proof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just like a stand-up comic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, I can sit there and wail a solo with no with no uh, personality, and and if I, you know, the goal is to influence or impact the listener, right? I'm not sitting there. They're not counting how many notes I did in a minute, but they're they're just, they're so he's so he's like, yeah, do this, start doing this, and I started experimenting. I noticed that. The crowd response was like way better, and I was doing way less on this end. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I it, like connecting, yeah. and I had a humi- I basically had to take the humility from a guy that doesn't know no music, no like, I mean, music as far as like, you know, no. Well, he's and, a, he's a coach, not yeah. a performer. Yeah, yeah, and I had to, yeah, he, he, I got I had to basically take it from him and I just like give it a shot and I swear that has changed my life. That's really cool. So he helped you add layers to your performance. Yeah. It made yeah. it more, more, yeah. more layered. More, yeah. He so, just, there's more there. And they like funny. I look at video, old videos of me and stuff and I'm like, move dude, <laughs> move around, man. And then, I, and then I look at me and I look at me now. I'm like, who the hell do I think I am? Just walking around like, like my That's guitar funny, up man. like this. And stuff. Like, like, <laughs> well, like, even like, Everyone thinks like, oh, the the singer is the only one that has to worry about like performance and creating a brand, but like he has to do the same thing. Oh, he I'm has sure. to be like 
where with whoever he's playing with, he has to be like, that's Mark Ramos. And that's how and he was so clever in it because he, he didn't want to like bash me. He's, he'd come up to me he's like, hey, man, like first everybody was looking at Frank. And he's like, who do they who does everybody look at second? The, the lead guitar player. <laughs> he's like, and I was I'm like, OK, he's like, so you got to move, dude. You get you, you see how Frank's dancing around and stuff like that. He's like, and he's singing. Well, you got to do the same thing. And I was just like, they're looking at you second. And then they look at the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's a little rude, but. <laughs> but really, if, but, I, mean, but, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, like, yeah. like it's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's you the think thing, Axl bro. Rose and Slash. You know what I mean? You like think you Sammy Hagar name... and and Eddie Van Halen. In in this case, actually, you probably think Eddie Van Halen before Sammy Hagar. But uh, you always think of the guitar player right behind the singer. So right. I kind of had to I had to step up my game severely, and I I have I think. But I mean, he's still he's, before the shows. If he's there, he's like, "Hey, man, um, move around." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like it just it reminded you. hit me with a quick <laughs> yeah. reminder. Again. That's cool. It's like it's it's really important to have good coaches. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and and there's a reason why like Tiger Woods is is maybe the best golfer ever, but he has a coach, maybe more than one. I don't know how many coaches he has, yeah. but he at least has somebody coaching him. And people say, uh, well, the coach should be just as good as the athlete. It's like, well, no, because if that were the case, they'd be the, the athlete. athlete. Yeah. But there's good coaches and then there's good athletes. And Absolutely. There's people who build cars and there's people who drive them. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it's like, I mean, in anything you do, like, especially, but especially like sports and entertainment, like you can't ever think like I'm the best. So I'm good. Like you always have that, to have yeah, that's a, a mentor, a coach, someone being like, Hey, yeah, you can improve right here. Or like keeping your mind right because it's so easy to just be like, well, I've already made it. So I don't need anyone. I've yeah. got myself. And that's I, when you go downhill. Yeah. And so, but constantly like learning and perfecting your craft and, you know, trying new techniques or whatever it is, like I think is so important and having a mentor of some sort. Sure. I um like the reason why I guess it it was like perfect timing because right around that time, I wouldn't say I was the most receptive to coaching, but uh I started getting really into um like Tom Brady's mentality and Tom Brady's life and Tom Brady how Tom Brady ha- prepares himself and stuff like that. And I noticed that Tom Brady was huge on being coached. Like he, he, he loved being coached. He like, he, he's a, he called himself the most, co- they uh, coaches call him the most coachable player. Nice. I got to do that. I got to have that kind of mindset. So that's what I was kind of more, that's what kind of made it easy for me to go like, instead of going like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about to going like, let me give this guy a shot. He may be sure. seeing something out. You know what I mean? I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt, but Tom Brady, <laughs> that got me through that. <clears throat> Thanks, that's Tom very Brady. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, you got to be coachable. Those I mean, people, even in fighting. Oh, more. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like fighting. sports and and entertainment, like acting, singing, playing. If, I mean, if you look at the like the the at the fighters, coaches, like you know, I guess I don't want to say. I guess the most cliche image of that guy is this kind of like guy that does not look like he can fight at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like I'm I'm only bringing this up because they still have to have been through some uh, combat experiences to be able to coach effectively. If you've never fought, eh, but, but, you know, like uh, like Faraz Zahabi, the guy who coaches um, uh, George St. Pierre when when George was still fighting, he's the owner of uh, TriStar Gym. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. They've produced a lot of high level UFC fighters. He's an, he's a scientist. He's a madman with his coaching. I've, I've listened to him talk about, he, he breaks down his athletes, each, each athlete by physical ability, by, uh, by personality, by everything about them. And he, the way he choreographs their, their training is is very very scientific i mean he's 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 just like that's he's really a scientist working in a lab on his athletes and so he told george st pierre uh you're only going to fight twice a year and george is like why i could fight more and he's like no it's going to take six months to produce a new version of you after every fight dang oh my gosh i mean he's just he's a madman with it that's good i love that yeah i mean that's like like i mean i hate to bring it back up the tom brady thing but bill (laughs) belichick like he's known as like he knows the science about football. Like he breaks it all down. Yeah. But I guess you need that. I'm gonna call. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call my manager. I'm like, hey man, you're like the scientist. Yeah, the yeah. Earth. You need those people. Yeah. You need them because you can't see sometimes what you're doing wrong. Like yeah. you, you couldn't maybe notice that you weren't moving enough. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was focusing on your music, yeah, not like, your movement. And so there, <clears throat> there was this other element that you were missing that somebody pointed out. <clears throat> and I think also being able to look at yourself and evaluate yourself honestly. Like that's why I used to, I used to have people, sometimes I still do. I'll have people record me when I'm hitting the bag or grappling and then I'll go back and watch it. And I'll be like, Oh, I was a little bit slow on that sweep. I was a little bit off with that right hand. Yeah. And you got, you have to be able to do that. But yeah. the, the point, the reason we, we start talking about all this is like you, if you don't put it out there, you're never, you have to start and then you'll improve. Yeah. But you have to start, have, have a, even if you suck. <laughs> yeah, have have a low-grade Instagram page and a low-grade YouTube channel. It's better than having none. That's you, true. You can, always, yeah. you can always adjust it later. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're never going to – yeah. I mean, you're never going to get a high-grade YouTube channel unless you go through the low-grade part. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you guys have one more song Do you want to do? Uh, uh, yeah, we're so prepared. We practice all night. <laughs> well, Mark, you got to leave in a, in a bit, right? I do. Yeah, he has. You have practice. Oh, I got. I got. I have a gig tomorrow, and I have like a big old laundry list of uh, songs I got to learn. Okay. Uh, what song do you want to do, babe? Um, let's do BGS. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be awesome. We can yeah. do one more, and then we'll, we'll wrap up a little bit after. Mm-hmm. Um. This is so fun. This is so different than than everything else I've done. Oh, this really? Year. This is really cool. Yeah, because oh, we get cool. to talk a little bit, then we get to see, you know, well, I get to watch you guys sing and play a little bit. And <laughs> I think that's really awesome. Uh, next week, I'm going to do, uh, for the Conor McGregor fight, I'm going to have a few guys in here. We're going to be watching the fights and like commentating. Oh, cool. And chatting and commentating and chatting. So nice. I'll mix it up a little bit. It's not always just about like, sitting down and picking people's brains and i mean that's still a part of the show always but because that's just what i like to do but yeah um it is fun to do things like this where for a little bit you get away from the conversation you just have fun yeah i think that's really cool so a minor sixth i think that's an a minor sixth (laughs) sounds like it to me yeah sure all right let me bring this down all right Got it. So, what's the song? You know uh, the Bee Gees. I've heard of them. You know, um, how deep is your love? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Isn't that by that girl? What's her name? The one with the big eyes. She's really pretty. 
she's wait no no yeah she sings that there's a how deep is your love calvin no you're thinking of a different one okay yeah okay (laughs) all right take it away yeah love it (laughs) that was amazing Bee Gees. that was amazing very underrated yeah oh they're so good you know the Bee Gees, like I, again, I've heard of them. Like, uh, 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 staying alive. Staying <laughs> I've heard alive. that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a fa- hey, who hasn't heard that song. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I like a lot of old music. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we both do. Yeah, we're like. Oldies. Yeah, there, there's nothing specific that I listen to. People, uh, people ask me like, what kind of music you listen to, and the answer is everything. And it yeah. kind of depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm working out, my 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 preferred category when I'm working out is something like uh, Metallica or breaking Benjamin. Oh, uh, something like that. Yeah. And the, the low guitars. Uh, See, we're into people sure. that look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's that? Lizzie? That's the, the Bee Gees. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They look cool. like a, like a figure skating team. Yeah. And sometimes I get into the chill stuff. Sometimes I get into country. Yeah, uh, I like I like a little Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood. Okay, uh, Miranda's she, she just she's psycho. She's, <laughs> she's like she's like the Amy Winehouse of country. Yeah, she's a little crazy. I <laughs> yeah. like it. I like yeah. it though. Yeah, so there's there's nothing in particular that I listen to, and there's no one artist where I'm like I love all their stuff. They're like, oh, I love that. Like you know how people are like, oh, I love that album. I'm like, I like a couple songs from that album, and mm-hmm. I like a couple songs from another album. There's not one person where I just I'm like yeah I listen to all their songs every song they make is good but like name an album that you like top to bottom I can't I, really I, yeah I can't I have a few I would say that the one person who the one artist who uh, I, I liked almost all of their stuff if not all of their stuff Eminem for a certain period of time was Eminem like everything from Infinite up until the album that was right before Relapse Relapse was no good he even says that that wasn't a good one and then he just became a different person after Relapse and he still put out really good music he's still putting out really good music but it's not the but same person it was yeah. me in my teens that's who I got into I had just moved to the United States I basically learned English listening to Eminem and oh. reading his lyrics yeah the Jeez. first the that's first so song cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really rough way to take it on <laughs> like does yeah. everyone talk like, like this? no one <laughs> not, even, not even know some Americans know what he's saying I, I had to I had to uh, change the way I talk at about age 18 19 um, but I, the first song that I got into was Superman Oh my and, gosh. Uh, and then cleaning out my closet and, you know, it just it went from there. And so everything from Infinite, which was his first album, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. I think he recorded that one in his closet or something uh, until whatever album it was right before Relapse. Mm-hmm. I, I love all those. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the time, like I have albums that I can listen top to bottom because of the time period that I first listened to them. Like, well, name one. Like, um, Sounds so cheesy, but like, okay, like Christina Aguilera for me, right? She's like, good. her stripped album that came out when I was like in middle school, but I like specifically remember listening to all of those songs and being like, this is so cool. Or like a few years ago when SZA came out with her first album, I was like, wow. And when I hear it now, even though it was just like a few years ago, I like remember. 
the way I was feeling about certain situations in my life when I listened to her music. So it's like nostalgic. Yeah. Or even, I mean, like Taylor Swift's first album. I was in high school. Which one's that? Which one's her first? Um, is that the 1980 something? No, that was no. Is she is she the "I Kiss the Girl" song? No, that's Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Yeah. yeah, that song was so popular when I was in high school. All the, all the girls started making out. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but I mean, I just think there's like certain time periods and albums that you listen to and yes. you like associate with them, definitely, and you'll always love them because of that. Because yeah. you just go back and you're like. Oh, I remember that. I remember that time in my life, uh-huh. you know, and, but I, it's, I feel like a lot of, t- a lot of the time, hopefully they're going to bring back the art of the album because I feel yeah. like artists deserve it. And even though like a lot of people don't, um, might not have like the want to listen to everything like that. I think it's like, there's still a group of people that will listen to a whole album situation and can't you still get albums on itunes no yeah like they people yeah. still make albums but i still think people are on Talking a, about um, people going out buying a cd that type of thing no not necessarily. like that's the, that's definitely dead but yeah. i mean more like there's people that just put out single 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 singles but we uh, never see okay. who they are like we don't see the full evolution of an artist in an album as like the way we did before gotcha, right gotcha. the way you talk about like eminem like you could see you know like his evolution from album to album to album. Yeah. Um, And I feel like we need to give that back to the artist of being able to be like, this is who I was in that. When I wrote this, uh, is it, I mean, who would give that back to the artist? Would it be the artists themselves that I think um, unite and decide that this is the approach they're going to take? I think the music industry is the one that's challenging. It's the way we, it's the way music is being released because think of it this way. Like nobody goes platinum anymore, right? Like that's that's a song. People do. do songs do songs do. But like, but like yeah. by how many downloads? Yeah, because okay. yeah. yeah. it used to be what like if you sold a million CDs, you were yeah. you were platinum or yeah. titanium. Or I don't yeah. know what whatever it was. Yeah. So I mean, now they I guess they've figured out that the way to maximize profits is to instead of creating a like because in releasing a CD, it's like a it's a kind of like a rhythm. Like you kind of like talk about it. And then they start doing publications about it. And then there's this like almost like a release date. Like it's going to come out next June or whenever or whatever. June 1st, it's coming out. And then it comes out and then everybody goes and gets it and listens to the whole thing. But now they're saying that, well, they could just do that, but they could do that on an individual song basis. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, they maximize their their return that way. Uh, then, But I, I mean... It's like a good and bad thing because I feel like if you're an artist and you're like, you write, let's say you write an album, 12 songs, and that's how you feel in that moment. I'm sure as an artist, you're like, I just want this out. Like, but then you have to wait like six months to promote it the right way and like set things up like that. Like, I feel like that's probably like by the time it actually comes out, like as the artist, you're probably not even in that mindset anymore. You're probably not there and you're ready to release new stuff maybe that you've written and things like that. But I think- just I, I mean more like the attention span of the listener that like we are just like choked down with new music every single day. There's so much that we can't stop and appreciate like, oh, this artist like wrote this piece of work. Right. And this is a whole story. And there, like I said, there's so much work that goes into just one song. So imagine an album um, and give and it's also important for the artist to discover like this is my piece of work for this time period 
but now we're just like, who cares? Just put down a single and just shove it down your mouth and like listen to it and forget about that person until the next. Do you have to go through an agency? Can't you, for example, set up a YouTube channel and then whenever you record a song, you just release it on your channel. Yeah. And no, yeah. You don't have to have, um, is it beneficial to have an agency or the thing is what a record label is, is a bank loan. They're the ones giving you the capital to be able to work with, big producers, songwriters, Mm, all that crazy stuff. And you have to pay it back with your sales in a sense. So it's possible to do it without a record label. People have done it. It might even be better. It sounds like if you start getting hundreds of millions of downloads and you're the sole proprietor and you're keeping everything. Yeah, it's possible. It's just hard because you're competing with, uh, with the rate. Okay. So you reason why everybody is on, the reason why you listen or the majority of people listen to these songs that are out right now is because they've been on radio like crazy and they yeah, play them every 20 minutes. And that's right. where the label pushes the label yeah. pushes onto this. So you're, you're, it's fed to Makes you sense. like over and over and over. It's not like you came across Katy Perry's last new single. Right. right it was, right. you heard it from probably the radio or a commercial. Right. So yes, you can do that. But are you going to impact that many as many ears? Are you going to be able to compete with that many? You know, there's probably some amazing songs right now that we don't even know. The 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 thing you'd have to do without a label is basically fund your own project and find a team and fund it all yourself. That's what like Macklemore did. You know, like he somehow funded it all on his own, and that's why he was successful because of the capital that he put behind it. But that's, that's what the label gives you that usually an artist doesn't have is like, they don't have um, a team or people to work with or the money to do it. So it's, it's, I think people for also forget that like money can definitely get you places in the industry, you know, but people don't think that they think like, it was just like a singing a song and, they're famous yeah. now and wow, like it's yeah, but they've they been they've they've had two million dollars in advertisement spent. Yeah, yeah. or like a hundred million dollars invested in them. Right. And so it, it takes a lot to break an artist. Yeah. It I mean, you need a good song, obviously. Yeah. But there's a lot more that involved with it. Unless right. unless, you know, um unless you release a song, some high level person or some uh very popular person hears the song and comments on it right and gets you plugged into a bunch of more ears you know what i mean sure yeah sure but there's a lot that go and there's a lot of politics too i feel like a lot in country music like especially country music from what i've heard it's like all you hear is male artists on the radio like you'll hear like one or two female artists like other than carrie underwood and miranda are there are there more male artists than there are female I think they push male artists way more than they push female artists in country huh. music. That's what I think. Yeah. I wonder and why. also like, I mean, it would appear so in a female, yeah, like I wonder why. I'm not even a female country artist, but just because I admire a lot of them, I've read, um, listened to a lot of their interviews about country music and how, you know, there's politics and everything, but it's definitely harder as a female to make it in country music than it is for a male. And, and it's even down to like the what your song what you're singing in your song and things like that. So it's it's crazy. Like I'm not in country music, so uh-huh. it's just from what I've seen. You could and be heard. you got the accent. 
I definitely could be. No, just <laughs> but um, you know, and then there's those elements in play too. Like it's just different for male artists and female artists, not only in country, but like everywhere and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a lot. Of, there's just so many elements that that go into play um, in the music industry that a lot of people don't think about. Like the average listener doesn't think about. They just think, oh, this is a cool song. Like I'm gonna save it, and they don't. Put this in my workout jam. Yeah. Are like, there any famous female drummers? I feel like that's such a male domain for some reason. I've seen him. I wouldn't call him famous. I mean. Oh, you know who? Huh. Uh, Kid Rock's drummer. Oh, really? Yeah. She's actually pretty badass. She's like, she's this black lady that gets down. Huh. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like peop- women are trying to get more in the, even on the production side. Like I was listening to an interview of Linda Perry. She wrote, um, you know that song. Um, and so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get. You never heard what's up? Nope. Have you heard "Beautiful" by Christina Aguilera? I am beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so she wrote that, right? That's and, my theme song. Oh, is it? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she wrote that, and she is the only female producer in the past fifteen years to be nominated for a Grammy for producer oh, nice. of the year but she's the only female in the past 15 years oh not nice yeah. not nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 heard, I heard that backwards yeah. <laughs> and i was like that's crazy yeah yeah but i mean that's a whole other that's a whole other discussion right, right. i mean music the music industry is definitely dominated by men for sure 100 percent. yeah i just wonder why that is i wonder if it's because of prejudice or because there are more men pursuing it maybe even more men pursuing it more aggressively uh, i don't know but i can tell you that instagram is dominated by women as it oh. should be. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to look at you like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like a guy has to a guy has to do the, the, the coolest, craziest thing in the world to, to get to get a hundred likes. Check a girl takes the- a picture in a bikini, gets five thousand likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing is like and the like this was kind of a shocker to me. Well kind of it was kind of a shocker to me, but I remember um when back in the beginning, like uh the thing that Frank would always get asked or people would ask me about Frank is like, like how's this social media presence? Like, like oh, it's back, important. back then I was like, that's your resume. Who, yeah. I was like, who cares? Check out his songs. Like, you know what I mean? But apparently like they want to know who's following him. You know what I mean? And here's the thing there uh, nowadays, they're not even, they don't like the like number is not what they're caring about anymore. They're more care about the followers. They're more interested really? in like the comments because engagement yeah yeah because that if they get a if likes can be controlled by bots they can be purchased oh right, right and so yeah. can followers but yeah yeah well not even followers but they like by comments like yeah. they look at the actual they want comments. engagement that's why you see a lot of the, a lot of people post uh in their posts they put tag a friend who would like this comment if you think mm-hmm. i should mm-hmm. do yeah. this leave a comment for whatever yeah for a chance to win yeah that kind of thing yeah I don't yeah. do that. Maybe I should. Yeah. Might as what well. I need to do, I, I've said this joking. I'm like, I need some hot girls in my pictures. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I need, that's how I'm going to boost my, boost my ratings on Instagram. I don't think so. I think if you <laughs> I just. I know so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that'll work. No, I think. <laughs> I just think that women are better communicators and we like talk like. Oh, we're following different people. <laughs> he's like, she's like, she's talking about like Oprah, and then we're talking about 
the ones that you talking know. about Julia Rose. <laughs> Who's that? Julia Rose, or um, she's one of the ones I follow. I think I don't think I follow her anymore. I don't know. I don't see her stuff anymore. The more people I follow, the less I see for those people. But you know what? I noticed that. Like, I yeah, because you you can your your um your feed can only show you so much. So if you follow five thousand people, you're not going to be seeing all of their stuff. That's why you really got to like. For me, Instagram is like, okay, I want to see wild animals. I want to see certain artists that I like. I want to see uh, there's a couple of maybe firearm pages. Um, it's it's a very... Yeah, you kind of have to, I feel like you have to like downgrade, not downgrade. You have to be selective with who you're following and whose content you consume. Yeah. Because like we only have so much brain power every yeah. day. And like I, I don't want to see buttholes like and boobs <laughs> like so i don't follow or i'll like mute people that mine's, post mine's just a big uh -huh. old string of guitars yeah like i like to see like yeah i like to see a lot of like obviously music stuff and then fashion stuff and sure. things and about like some friends and, yeah, you know, yeah there's some friends that i just want to keep up with and things like that uh but facebook for sure i know they do this where you only see about uh, the, the posts of about 25 friends i i get that for I don't sure really f but i don't really hang out on facebook there are people that sometimes i don't have that many friends on facebook but i go through my friends list and i'm like whoa that person like i'm friends with that yeah person? i had yeah. no idea i haven't seen their posts in forever yeah yeah and i'll go to their page and i'll like something and then i'll start seeing their posts wow yeah. interesting i opened up my instagram right now and the first thing that came up i'll read the i guess the top one was my buddy running uh, some food looks like bratwurst on some cabbage, and Elia. <laughs> ah, that should cool. be, babe. Look at, look at, you see that? Oh, I haven't seen that. That's how it should be, babe. That's cool. But it's not even Elia's page. It's a. Uh, it's a uh, one of the uh, fitness. Oh yeah, uh, clothing oh, cool. brands. Fitness brands. Lioncrest. Right. Nice. Nice. So I was like, I was looking. I was like, oh shit. Well, I guess that, guess that's good that she came up. Yeah. I, mean, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm it, better, not, it better be Elliot, not Julia I haven't Rose. been crazy enough to go look at your who you follow. I mean, but maybe I will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was awesome. Um, let's uh, let's shall we wrap it up? Yeah, we shall. Let's do it. Tell people how to find you. Tell them more about your. Live at. Your, I'm just kidding. I always leave the links in the description. Yeah, but. you can follow me on Instagram, Elias Sparza Music, YouTube, Elias Sparza Music, and also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Elias Sparza. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, M A R A M O S. Um, you can also follow the band I play with, Frank Ray at Frank Ray Music. Cool. Is that it? Right. Uh, Babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like and subscribe and hit the button below and what what else do what else do you YouTubers say? Oh, hit the bell so you get reminded. Say, don't don't forget to like that, and subscribe man. and hit the notification <laughs> bell so you get notified every time yes. the barber show yeah. goes there you live. Go. There you go. Wow, you guys just did an ad for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna clip that. And just gonna yeah, add that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Really. Yeah. Thanks, thank Angie. you for yeah, having us. Appreciate Until it. next time. Later, everybody. Bye. Bye.